Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here with the trusted gang, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man they call the goat, Alex Tavala, and the guy who's always given us the scoop, rumor, and teaser free, William Cooper. We are broadcasting live from Sunny South Florida, episode number four nine nine one episode away from the big five oh wow. wow. we're almost there yeah almost there historic I territory been here for like 300 episodes now right wasn't it it was before the 200th episode that i started were oh. you at the 200th episode i think i was where what was that where was that one i know i was uh, definitely at the three that was the corona you weren't there Oh no, I yeah, was three, not, so I started 300, just now. 300 yeah, was at the shop here. We all got drunk. It was a four-hour broadcast. No, I didn't. 400. No, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I was here for 400. 400 was with 300 was uh, Cutters. Cutters. 300 was Cutters, yes. Yeah, 300 yeah, cutters. 200 was the shop. We got all shit-faced and drunk. 100 was at Corona, maybe. 100 was at Corona. 200 was at the shop. That was the four-hour broadcast. 300 was Cutters. 400 with J.C. Newman. No. No. Oh, no, that was our 10th anniversary. 400 with, yeah, that was, was with Jonathan Drew. Yep. Yes, yeah, we didn't do nothing. I, I was I, during COVID, right? Yeah, yes. we were We were on. I was on. I was on for that one, but that was uh, virtual. Then the yeah. 10th anniversary was J.C. Newman. A little history here. Cool. Been around a while. Paul, yeah, you started right around the time I did. You and I came kind of came in the same time. I, I might be part of the reason why you started because i begged abe to make a change (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh this guy we'll give paul credit for something well no i did i actually i honestly did not know coop well at all but uh adam and abe were both like well coop would be a perfect fit so we weren't sure if you would if you would commit to it because of you know how busy you always are, but I no I was, was on I was in the room. Did. Yeah, was I was the in the room when he called did. you. You were like, yeah, of course. Well, it all started with the bloggers' corner. So we used to have all these various bloggers back in the day come on and kind of give us you know an update of what's going on, and then you know we quickly realized that you know most of these guys, while they could write well, really didn't talk well or didn't didn't translate well on camera or video. And then um, show up probably. And then we really wanted someone who already kind of did the news to do the news. I think we 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 initially started with Charlie from Half Wheel. Yeah. And we could never get the news. I mean, he he wasn't even coming on. All he had to do was provide us a segment. We would say, "Bought you by Half Wheel," and what he wanted us to highlight. He never got us the news. I I even said to him, "If you give it to me during the show, it's still fine." So I'd be like, (laughs) "If you get it to me by ten thirty, 
no issue. And I'd yeah. start on Wednesday asking him for it. And, and Paul's like, he's on the tennis courts. I can't get the news. That's exactly. He used to tell me that all the time. He's like, he's playing tennis. I'm like, well, all right, cool. So I'm then like, we got you get home, no big deal. Just shoot it over. But it was so then we got Coop started to do the news, and then he filled in a few times when Alex or me or Paul was out, and then it just it just became a natural fit. Worked right into it. Yeah. Kind of always been kind of always been part of the team in one way or another. Absolutely. I feel like I survived that blogger's corner because <laughs> that blogger's corner was brutal for a while. There's a there's a handful of guys that we still have on periodically since I've been here that are from the blogger's corner that Abe, I mean, maybe what, like four guys, five guys. There are so many guys who aren't even in existence anymore. I don't even know yeah. who they are. Yeah. I mean, Dojo is probably the other guy who came out of the blogger's corner has been goes. Well I think Dojo is the only other guy. Yeah, most of the other guys are newer. They're newer yeah. guys. Yeah, if I'm just thinking about who's no, been there's on one there. other. There's one other guy, and I can't remember his name because I, I really like him. We follow him on Facebook. Uh, he's been on the show a couple times since I've been here. Uh, is his name Steve? No, I can't remember. I'll I'll will think of it and and bring it up. But we've Craig, Craig's Craig, been on Craig. a couple times. So our Craig, yeah, yeah. Craig's been on okay. a couple times since. Yeah, he's a dinosaur. He's the original. Yeah, he's been around like, a long he's time. He's a true right? blogger. Craig is like the true definition of a blogger. Who was um, first, him he, or Sokka? Oh, Sokka. But Sokka was. But Craig's probably the guy who's been doing it the longest continuous, I would say. Okay. Yeah, he's probably been doing this about 16, 17 years. I'm sure he'll correct me if he's listening. I, I, don't, get, listening I, don't, get, I don't get what you're asking, who's first, him or Sokka. Well, didn't Sokka start? Sokka ran a bulletin board, dude. Oh, I thought it was a, I next it was a blog. I thought it was a blog. I didn't know that it was a. It, yeah, I mean, it was before there were blogs. Is really what it came down to. They, okay. they had the message boards. Paul I mean, that's in theory. That's how he started in the industry, though, right? Being a a, a patron and and doing the internet stuff first. Used to be our customer. It's interesting how how like message message boards were a thing. And then Reddit just became like the monopoly of it. Yeah. I mean, Reddit a... is essentially just a message board site. Do, yeah. Do any, do any of you guys use Reddit? Use I it? Don't. No. Do I look at it once in a while? You, you, once in a while, I'll look at it to see if there's oh. any chatter. Or... I can't do Reddit. I can't do Reddit. When I Google to... stuff, sometimes Reddit conversations Reddit'll come, come up. And, 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 it and it's not even that easy to navigate once you get there. No. If yeah. I want to like steal cable and watch yeah. a fight that I don't want to pay for, I can, usually, <laughs> I can usually find a link on Reddit. You know what I mean? Reddit was Reddit was very big for cigars for a while, and then they got very restrictive with some of the uh, you know what you can do, or can't do. The big thing is that, that people can correct me that they got rid of trading cigars and selling cigars on there. Oh, and when yeah, that happened, that. it kind of declined a lot for cigars, and um, that's how it was. And yeah, it was like the last haven for a while, and then they... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can't think of any other message sites like or board sites or whatever you call that, sites like that anymore. That Reddit, I mean, I don't Reddit, them. Reddit never translated to me. Twitter well, never Discord, translated. Discord, too. Yeah. We've we got Dojoverse uh, now, which is, you know, I think, you know, and he's done a sure. good job, I think, of building that up. That's, sure. um, that, that's probably the most cigar-safe place right now, I'd say, outside of, like, you know... Pretty much, I would say that that's the most cigar safe place right now. Abe, you I, better uh, you better familiar yourself, familiarize yourself with Discord. You're going to be on there. I, I already have an account. I've had an account for years when I used to play oh, virtual poker Discord. back in the day. Oh, but I had to reactivate it because 
um, and you know, press release will probably be coming out later this month um, for our NFT project with uh, Pete Johnson, and Discord's like the the form of that universe. Yeah. I use it for all the AI stuff. Yeah, it, it's um, it's just so weird. I, I can't get into Twitter. I can't get into TikTok. Some things just I can't don't. get into Twitter either, and I so want to yeah. want to, and I continue, and I yeah, I just can't. There was a time the cigar industry's marketing arm was Twitter. Literally, everyone was on Twitter. Do you remember I, the I, tweet up? The tweet ups, yes. Jack the knew the tweet, tweet up. up. Yeah. What a great event that was for a few years, and then it kind of fizzled out, unfortunately. But um, it faded. It faded before I could get up there. Yeah, it faded. There was some. There was some ownership issue problems with the store. I think is why it died. But um, yeah, that was uh, every. August, that was I. I make the trek out there. That was a great weekend to hang out. One of one of the biggest bulletin boards I remember back in my day. I don't even know it's still around. It was spearheaded by Drew. Um, was the cigar CFC Cigar Family uh, bulletin board? Yeah. Um, I don't even know if it's still around. But you know, Alex, that's how I met Tom Jordan. Really? Through CFC, yeah, through Cigar Family bulletin board back in the day because. They were very, very unretailer friendly. Like if you were a retailer and you got on that board, man, you just got wrecked. And John Donaldson, uh, JD thirteen, I think it was called his handle at the time. Uh, if Tom was watching, if Tom's Jordan's listening, he'd know. But John Donaldson was very big in the group, well respected guy. And he was one of our patrons, so he just kind of vouched for me, and I kind of made a little family there. And that's eventually how I. You know, I found Tom Jordan. He started coming into our shops, and uh, you know, twenty plus years later, man, still very close with the guy. So cool, you know, cool right. things to happen. But I don't even know if that yeah. board. Do you even know if that board exists? I was just looking. I couldn't find it. I think they what? gave up on it. But it was really one of the most active boards, and everybody was on there. Like Pete Johnson, yeah. Jonathan Drew, all the manufacturers were on there. They're all interacting, um, and. It, I think at one point what happened was they changed the whole board and how it worked. And you know how, like, when you get used to how something works and you had to learn it, yeah. like, I had to learn yeah. I kind of stopped. And I don't even think it was me. I think there was a bunch of other people just kind of got out of going there because I had to learn it all over again. I'm like, I didn't have yeah. time for that. Yeah. 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 Twitter's, Twitter's weird because when it, when it first became really big, Oh, wow. Nice, Alan Rubin. Good morning to everyone except Abe DeBabna. <laughs> somebody, has, uh, it, somebody has to be the antagonist. Twitter was like the first there he is. way to like connect with high-profile people, I guess, directly. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there were a lot of people in the industry who were using it. There were these, like, like everyone was, was on Twitter when I started. I, and I didn't like Twitter, but I was pushing my content there just because everyone was it was on it. Then I want to say about 2014 or 15 started flipping the Facebook and Instagram. I still don't understand why the industry uses Instagram, but it's very unfriendly to promote your brand. But people like it. It's, it you know, that's always our our. You know, and there there's there's it's there's a big following, but it just doesn't it doesn't. We haven't figured out a way. I don't. It's just not designed to like. Breed conversation, you know. Twitter, just, I mean, Instagram just doesn't breed. It's a like, hey, cool pick. Right, right, right. It just doesn't and breed I, conversation. I can't push, 
Yeah, and I can't push people back to the coop site through a link. It's not really the most right. friendly. It's not easy to work. I think it's not right. easy yeah. to do yeah. stuff that you want to do. I mean, it's great if you want to tell people what you're having for breakfast real quick. And like, is it still like 114 characters or less? Twitter, Twitter, yeah, I think it's like 150 characters. Still. Right. Okay. Yeah. Twitter's better than Instagram for inciting conversation, though, at least. Instagram, I feel like. Instagram, yeah. there's no conversation. There's barely no any. Yeah. It's there's just no, uh, photos and some people who will comment. That's it. I, I always find, I too, that find my, my younger I, friends are on it more on Instagram and not Facebook. Oh, yeah. None of them care. Yeah. Yeah. None of the young kids care about Facebook, but I still find Facebook the best medium to actually interact and have a conversation. Right. Talk them. and have conversations. Yeah. 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 Well, you go back, you said Discord. My youngest two sons are all over that Discord thing. They're using that. I don't even know about it. Alex just told me about it this week when I was asking. Gaming. It's big with gaming, too. It's big with gaming. It's big with streaming. It's big. Essentially, you set up your own servers, different servers, and there's chat and dialogue and a lot of the AI stuff's on there. I think I I literally got mine. I think I I literally got mine during COVID because I was playing a lot of virtual. Probably a game, yeah. Virtual yeah. poker, and that's where you'd find tournaments and when they were starting in the Discord chat right. and you'd go on your VR and get into a game. Yep. But yeah, the Discord's hot right now. That's what Sean Patrick says, but I don't yeah, I can't I can't get it. I can't get to it. I mean, I, yeah, I don't even know what D- Discord, yeah, you kinda of, I mean, I don't think it's really Discord is not like a you know, let me check Facebook, see what's going on. Like you have to have purpose to go there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go in there with an intent to look something up or do something. With an intent to look some find some communicate, find out information. A lot, like I said, a lot of a lot of gaming, a lot of gaming goes on there. The AI stuff, you know, when there's a new Chat GPT update, I go look at it and the, the I get the best information from you know not only Chat GPT but everybody commenting on you know new updates yeah. and whatnot and how they work, stuff like that. I can't be bothered. Yeah, I'm I'm the age where I don't want to learn new things. Is that terrible? I'm trying to push myself. You know, it's funny because, you know, that's how we, you know, for for smoke in communication. Remember, we were we were using emails still. Yeah. Communicate back and forth. And then I was like, you know, you ever heard of like a group me or you were like light bulb. I've been using line for fucking gaming shit. Let's, you know, use it for in-house communications. Seriously. Like we had to coordinate, like, uh, I can't remember how many people were in Alliance, but like, you know, 20 or 30 people wars and we communicated through line. Like, why aren't, why aren't we using this for our company? Yeah. Like, why are we seriously? sending company emails? Which no one ever read. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, do you still use those? What? Company emails? emails? Not, for, like, it, not for like, not for company communication. You know, sometimes you need a question. Hey, I know we received a couple of cases of paper towels. I can't find them. Where did anybody put them? What are you supposed to do? Email that shit? Send, right. Send the fucking email. Why not just send a text? Because well, what are you going to do? That's what Line App is. It's text, but you can create different, you know, smoking West Palm. You know, the guys that work in Boynton don't need to uh, see. That's true. No, that's where, right. you know, if anybody knows where the paper towels are in West Palm. So you create different. The different yeah. already made. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, smoking one just, Boynton staff, smoking yeah. West Palm yeah, where, staff. You know, yeah, the warehouse guys are, we're trying to communicate with the warehouse. You know, everybody in the entire staff doesn't need to, you know, get right. a thing if we're. And, and especially too, and especially too is, you know, you, you know, it's really easy to control because, you know, as, as a company, people come in, people come out, you don't got to delete 
if you do text, you don't got to delete some guy from your group text and remember to put it. It's just easy. When they come in, they get it in the right chats. If they quit right. or leave, we take them out of the right chats. It's right. really yeah. easy to manage. Yeah, especially with group texts when there's always that one person that has an Android phone. It's the worst. It's the worst. Oh. It's the worst. I agree. Oh. No, you can't say it. You send pictures or videos and they get pixelized. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. My, my mother-in-law was working at the warehouse and we had them all on, everybody in the warehouse had an iPhone except her. It was driving me nuts. I just bought her an iPhone. Literally. I said, you're going to learn how to use an iPhone. You're getting yeah, an iPhone. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. deal with it. See, I've tried to do that for my father is anti-iPhone because when he used to work for his past company, it's a Berkshire Hathaway company. And I guess for years, Warren Buffett had like a beef with um, with Apple. So none of his companies could use Apple products. Oh, wow. So eventually they, they lightened up on it. But my dad had, had always had an Android. So then he's got then he's walking around with an Android, his personal phone. And then he's got an iPhone that's his work phone. And I'm like, dude, this is the perfect time. Just switch to iPhone. Just uh, him and my sister both have Androids and it's annoying. And now that my sister's living down here, it's extra annoying because I can't like, you know, she's disabled. So I want to like be able to see where she is and stuff like that. There's no way to do that between the iPhone and the Android. It's a pain in the ass. Well, it was easy for my mother-in-law because her daughter had it. Uh, Both her daughters had it. Her son, uh, three of her daughters have iPhones. Her son had an iPhone. So everybody around her had one. So And she probably loves it now. Probably. She's gotten to the Uh, point. Oh, look, his birthday is going to be next week on our 500th episode. Yes, 500 oh, is nice. next Saturday. Big, 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 yep. Good birthday. Um, You're flying in, right? I'm, I'm driving down. I'll be in Friday night, yeah. Why do you drive? Isn't it much easier to fly from Charlotte? There's a direct flight to PBI. I'm not a big, I'm not big on flying. I'll be completely oh, honest. All right. Um, I can smoke in the car. I will smoke in the car. True. Um, So... I can do other things, like if I have to pull off on the road or something, uh, take a call or something. I, I do enjoy driving a lot more than, than flying. But it, I, it's a good, it's got to be a good, what, eight hours, seven hours? Yeah, a little, a little bit. It's over eight. But like I said, it's it's um it's enjoyable. It, it's it's enjoyable. Yes, yeah, like, when you especially you're coming from what North Carolina, it's a, it's basically a straight shot. You know, if you're by yourself, you love roll down the window, light a cigar. You don't have to be slave to catching flights, this and that. You know, if, if you're, yeah, I guess. you don't mind driving and you yeah, or that or take an hour out of your day and take a flight. I don't know. Well, it's more than you know. It's like when you think about it, it's probably about six hours. Believe it or not, getting to the airport. You know, dealing getting there early enough, waiting at the gate, delays. You know, getting out of the airport, it's it, it's about six hours. So now I'm adding about two and a half hours on top of that. I'm like, it, it's not really that big a deal. Well, now when it gets, when you start, you know, when I go up to Minnesota and Chicago, that's when I'm going to start flying. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and, but, and that's Coop's pretty, he's pretty familiar with down here too. It's not like he's yeah, coming, staying true. at the hotel around the corner, doing KMA and leaving. I, you know, yeah, he Coop, knows where he's you going. You know, giddy up yeah. around, get some good food, maybe, yeah. you know shoot down to Miami or whatever, you know, he's yeah. fairly familiar with this area. It's not like he's here and, you know, yeah. he doesn't really yeah, I could see know that. what to do with a car anyway. Well, and being easy. married and a father of two, for me, I can, I'm a dreaming of like eight hours with quiet. Like, yeah, I think uh, about, I think that's about how that, it actually like, started. that's not so bad. That's, that's how it actually started for me when my kids were young. It was, it was a way of kind of uh, escape. Now, when I do fly down to Florida for non-cigar stuff, uh, that's when I fly, I should say, is when I do non-cigar stuff. I'll tend to fly with that because it's a little easier to do that with my company than, than deal with, like, 
long car drives, but when it's my thing, I'll usually just drive. Speaking of in the area, yeah. I don't think we've announced this publicly yet, but we should. If you're in the area or near the area, um, we are broadcasting live from Boynton Beach next Saturday. We're going to have a live show. We'll have a bartender here early, probably some snacks in the morning. And we have two very special guests that will be here live. Uh, Fred Rui from Illusion Cigars will be coming down. And the world, the uh, uh, immaculate? No, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I, I just had a vocabulary block. But basically. The world the, traveler? Yeah, I mean, the world traveler, Mr. Miami himself. We'll be down here joining us Saturday for our 500th episode. If you're in the area, come join us. We'll have seats out. You can watch the show live. Stoner and his crew from The Great Smoke will be coming in to do uh, Oh, I can't a, wait a real, to see them. Yeah, a real broadcast. And uh, we will have a fun day. Oh, we'll good. Fun day. Does, does anybody, anybody else, smoke in their car? Does, does, does anybody else find it like I just so Paul that he hasn't? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you've seen Paul at Disney. I don't know the last time. Coop has seen Paul. I don't know the last time I seen Paul, but Paul is so excited to see the production crew rather than more so than doing a live Great episode book. with us in person. Paul's buddy buddies with those guys. He is. Really, he is. Well, I mean, listen, he runs around with them for five hours during the Great Smoke. So the years now. Time. And it reminds yeah. me, and it, honestly, it reminds me of the days when I used to do this kind of stuff for a living, and they're so professional because you would do you would do gigs like that. And, and they'd be the most unprofessional amateur people in the world. And you're like trying to do stuff for yourself. You're getting paid for the job. Like it's, it's a, and, and you're dealing with a production crew. That's like half-assed. And these guys, I remember the first time I did it, even when I did it remote from like my phone with them, they were so on top of everything and had everything coordinated. Per- yeah. I don't know. It's just a pleasure to work with people that have their shit together. I Especially when you're part. the quote unquote talent. It's a lot of work doing that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're get we're getting ready to do a lot of PCA uh, video coverage, and it's a lot of work. I'm just saying. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, that's not my specialty. But my specialty is not working on the production end, and I'm not as comfortable doing the roving interviews as I am more behind the uh, podcast. So Bear does our interviews at PCA because he's that he just is really good in that roving reporter role. He is good at it. Barry's he is, yeah. He, he really movie. is, yeah. He could just go in and turn turn the switch on. Great. What's is, what's been going on with him? I haven't seen him around lately. Is the He's battle Scotland tonight? Yes, yeah. tomorrow. And, and, All right, tomorrow. Tonight, tomorrow. tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night. I think it's on Sunday. Right. Well, I haven't yeah. made it to Philly. Actually, he was having Evan, flight issues. Evan, if you're yeah. still listening, man, you should come up next Saturday and bring some steak. Yeah. Bring some steak, Evan. Bring some steak. Put him on the spot. Yeah, I want, uh, yeah, because I was about to ask Fred Rui from McDonald's. And the- oh, it's tonight. Battleship Beef is tonight. He made it. I thought it yeah. was because he said he had a flight early this morning because he couldn't yeah. get out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Saturday. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't know why I was thinking to be tomorrow. When when we drove down to the Great Smoke, Ben and I, we we had a rental car and we smoked. <coughs> and let me tell you, that rental car was bad. <laughs> we had to get that thing really fumigated, and we didn't get fined. Well, what do you do, like Alex? Do you smoke in your car? I, I don't own it. No, my car's at least, but I, I don't smoke in the car. And mostly because I still have a car seat in the back. My kids, you know, uh, those, those right. yeah, well, I have car seats in both of my cars. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's really with the car seat. I thing. smoke in my car, but sometimes like in the morning a lot during the school year, I got, I, I, we, 
one of our kids in our neighborhood, we carpool, so I always have to like spray and disinfect the car. Right, you don't want to be I'm not even worried about my kids. It's just you know right. this poor girl that's a neighbor gets in my car. It's got to yeah. reek. Yeah, yeah. No, that's understandable. I I do yeah. that. I do that. Like just even like if I'm going to pick Carmine up for from school, I got to spray myself. You know, we don't realize sitting in a cigar shop all day how much we smell and don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. But like yeah. even just pulling up, you can smell it coming off me. But that, that I'm a blast guy. Yeah. Well, well, my kids were in elementary cars. school one time. Yeah, the one you time. You smoke in ash can. Yeah. Oh, nice. Those are cool. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure once my kids are older and they're not in the car all the time, I I would I would smoke in a car. I mean, I don't mind. I mean, the I have a lease and a, and a finance. Yeah. The one time I got in trouble with a cop over smoking was smoking on school property in the car. And he was really nice about it. He's like, "Look, there's just a no tobacco rule here." Someone actually finked me in. It was, it was. I was outside during one of the the baseball games, and you know, so I put it out. Yeah, but that was the one time I got in trouble. Abe you never know, gets he, in trouble. I I've smoked in every hotel room and every car, and <laughs> I've never gotten pinched yet. That's so froze? strange to me. Oh, I'm always paranoid about that. In Mexico, it was only like thirty five dollar fine. To smoke in your room, so I did it. Oh, 35 bucks, yeah. And I never got billed for it, by the way. I, I checked, I never got a bill for it, but I smoked in the and Mexico City's a tough smoking city, too. So, uh, but it was like 35 really. I'm like, okay, double, like, double, triple checked it, and that's what it came out to. Yeah, it's usually like $500 here in the states. It's gotta be, yeah. With rental cars, I know I've gotten rental cars that reeked of cigarettes before. We we had a what happened is we actually had an osium this car we took back from the great smoke and then i took it to the car wash and i told them yeah get the smell out like work on the do a full car detail like basically it was like 40 something bucks i mean to get it to get it done right. it was probably worth it i think uh, abe and alex's internet just went down at the yeah, shop something must have went down gonna, at the I'm shop text so we're, we're carrying this here hey man it's all good with me i i'm fascinated by abe when he tells me he smokes in the hotel rooms, we we, we were in that. What was that? Were, were you with us when we were in Tampa uh, at JC Newman? Did you come to that? I came. I was there. Yes, I was there. But Abe, does Abe smoke cigars in, in the room or, or cigarettes? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, he smokes cigars in the room. Okay. So, I, like, I'm I'm like, how does he get away with that? I mean, it's definitely an odor. I mean, it's not. I like the smell of yeah. cigars afterwards. Like, I, I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Cigarettes, I, I don't love that that like yeah. stale after smell. But they gotta smell it in there. I guess they just don't care. Yeah. I mean, I usually will get a smoking room where possible. But the what's happened in recent years is places with smoking rooms. You trade off on the quality of the overall place. <laughs> So yeah. a lot of the nicer hotels don't have the smoking rooms anymore. So you the have only to... place that does is Vegas, right? Doesn't Vegas yeah. have smoking rooms? Right? I'm actually going to Vegas. We have the compound, but I'm getting it two days early. So I'm staying at a hotel that does have smoking. Uh, I'm staying at the Treasure Island. Is that a nice hotel? I've, I've been into the casino there, but it's I... it's it's decent. It's 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 probably it's decent. And as much as I wanted to stay in the Venetian, it was just way too expensive uh, from even my budget, right? So. Um, it's nice. It's not as nice as the Venetian is what I would say, but it's not as bad as like going to the Luxor or something like that. So I've been, I've, the, I've been the to the Luxor. Awful, yeah. Excalibur is a little rough, Excalibur. but Excalibur, 
I got, I mean, my first time to Vegas, I think it was a $60 room. Yeah. Excalibur. It was clean. Like, you know, I always look at places like that. I always pull up the bed sheets and look at the, look at the mattress and the mattress was fine. It wasn't like dirty or anything. It just wasn't nice. Yeah. It, they just haven't kept up with some of the other ones. Well, you saw right across from the Excalibur, the Tropicana is closing for the baseball stadium. Yes, I saw that. And, you know, that's kind of an iconic spot on the Strip is you have that Las Vegas Boulevard. You had uh, MGM, New York, New York, Excalibur, yep. Tropicana. And it's going to change the whole dynamic of that's, that end of the Strip when that baseball stadium goes in. It's going to be weird over there. I, yeah. I was just there for, for five days. Oh, there we go. We got yeah. Alex. I'm on my phone. I think I, I, think I see Abe, but he's not, like, connected. issues. That's all good. We're just talking about Vegas. Coop, you know yeah. what hotel I was surprised at that I stayed at in Vegas last – not the last time, the time before that? They put us up in uh, Paris. Those not bad. rooms were nice. Not I, I bad. I've stayed at Paris. Yeah, it's not bad. I've stayed there. Um, it used to, the old Bally's used to be right next to it too. But I've actually – when we had – when I was at IBM, we would, we'd stay at Paris quite a bit. Um, not a bad hotel either. I'll tell you what's a sneaky great hotel. Yeah, go the ahead. Vidara. The Vidara. Where the I hell was is that? So, so the Vidara is in between the Aria and Bellagio. And what's nice about it, especially if you just want to chill, it, it doesn't oh, have wait, a casino. Oh, wait, I do I do know it that It doesn't place. have yes. a casino. So it's more of a just, just my hotel. I go back and I chill and relax. Oh, really? I, that's a, yeah, Vidara doesn't have Can you smoke there? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah, see, it's getting, it's getting really hard to smoke in Vegas right now. It's not like it... You, like and you see it now at the at the PCA with the after hour events. More of them are outdoors now, um, as opposed to indoors. So it, it definitely is changing. Uh, the the smoke there is getting tougher. Casa Fuente just closed the patio area inside the mall. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that yeah. was going to happen yeah. eventually. Yeah. However, I heard the wind has opened up a smoking lounge this this year. So I'm kind of curious about that. So maybe that will offset some of, of but Casa Fuente is still Casa Fuente is what I'm saying. Sure. But the wind, the wind is nice, man. I, that's, that's, I think that might, well, what's the one next to it? The Encore? The, that's the same. Yeah, the wind and the Encore. Encore better. Yeah. The Encore is gorgeous. My friend stayed there this year. We, I spent a lot of time over there. I wish I had, because it really wasn't that much more expensive. Where did I, I stayed at the Link, which if you have an opportunity, don't. It's not dirty. It's just. You know, it's like Excalibur. That's status. in the middle of the strip. Where, that's where the first wheel is, right? Yeah, it's literally yeah. at the link wheel. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only link I know is the Philadelphia Eagles football stadium. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, here's Abe. I see yeah. him there. Let me get him in. Wait, can I? Yeah, there he goes. There he is. Yeah. Go goes on. Well, listen to me. At least the registers are, are working. When uh, do you guys ever lose internet? That's so rare. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I guess the registers are hardwired, huh? I think the registers are hardwired. That's why the backup goes to them. Oh, so so, my I'm computer's hardwired. hardwired, too. Yeah, but I guess uh, I get the back. I think the backup is enough to, like, run a register. Run the but registers. Right. It's, not, it's not enough bandwidth yeah. for this. Because you know what? You were, you're still connected on your computer, actually. Yeah, I, can, not I can see, but it's just, we don't see yeah. anything. And I can't kick you out because you're admins. Well, I'm gonna leave it because otherwise, how will I know if it comes back up? Yeah, leave it. Yeah, I would leave it. Fine. That's fine. That's not an issue. Yeah. But anyway, Coop and I were talking about Vegas a little bit. Yeah, how it, it's it's just you know it's we just talking about hotels. How it's getting harder to smoke there now. 
Yeah, Alan Rubin's saying you can smoke on the casino floor. No, you can't. Because, like, when you go on the casino floor, you can't just go sit there and enjoy a cigar. They want you, like, putting money into machines or in tables. It's not like I could just hang out and have a cigar with someone there unless I'm just pumping money into a slot machine. They do not let you smoke on the, on the casino floor. That used There's to. Some, that, some in do. Vegas? Some, yeah, you could still. On some Everybody's casino, smoking but. cigarettes, I know, in, in Vegas, yeah. but I don't know about cigars. You're right. There, there are some smoke free casino floors, but there are some. I get, Venetian, you can't smoke on the casino floor. You know what's funny, Coop? I, I remember one time I was in Foxwoods, like one of the two times that I ever went there, and the casino, when you walk in, it was smoking, but it said no cigars. Did. You know, I think Matt Tobacco mentioned something about this, or yeah. Don Carney, one of them. They were there, and they mentioned that same thing. To me. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was strange. I'd yeah. much rather smell a cigar than than smell a cigarette. I mean, you know, it's funny. I grew up. I grew up. My dad was a cigarette smoker, so I've kind of always gotten immune to it. But you know, when I moved out, it got tougher. Like it was a different adjustment. Because uh, then you smell it again. Smoke. Yeah. You smell. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's odd is I'm still getting comments on the computer because I can't see them on my phone now. Because it's too slow. The connection's too slow for you. Yeah, yeah. Comments yeah. Comments it's, too, video. it's too slow to stream us. Yeah. But you're still connected they, to the internet. When the internet goes down, they, they, they'll cut down the bandwidth. Yeah. Hold on. I want to test something. Oh, look right. at that. I can even show. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just it, it, can't, it can't stream us. Yeah. How do I sound? I sound far it's, away. Yeah, very far away. You know, you're so far I, I grew away up, from me. I grew up as a kid too, Coop, with my grandfather always smoking. I mean, he always had a cigar in his mouth. As I, from my earliest memory of him, it was him with a cigar in his yeah. mouth. He didn't smoke inside, but always outside. Yeah. And I loved that smell as a kid. Yeah. Like it was him. Oh, like yeah. I knew that smell growing mm-hmm. up that that was my grandpa. So, yeah, my grandfather used to smoke, smoke really cheap yeah, cigars, but. Yeah, the machine made Optimos was what my grandfather smoked, and I liked it. I I liked going to the Optimo store with him. Uh, you know, they had all the pipe tobaccos there and everything. The pipe tobaccos actually were, were always cool to go smell those in the store. Who was I just talking to recently? So they smoked an uh, opt. Oh, it was the HB. Yeah, it was um. Yeah, the how about that cigar guys? One of them had an Optimo recently. Was talking about it. Oh, I gotta find out. Oh no, no, no! It wasn't an Optimo. It wasn't, <coughs> no, we talked about it on the show that I was on. God, what the hell was it? Oh yeah, was I watching your show? That's what it was. Yeah, a, a Tatiana. A t- no, no, it was one of those old ones, the uh, old, Garcia, yeah. Garcia Vegas, or something. Yeah. I can't remember the yeah. name. That's my grandfather used to smoke I'm Garcia sure Vegas. Alan will find it. I listen. Yeah. What's funny is we're cleaning out my parents' house in New York to. Uh, because they're they're building another house down here in Florida and gonna sell the house in New York, and my dad brought me this, which is one of those like that? cigar keepers. I mean, I'll never use it, but it's just kind of cool to have. Like, uh, like this was my grandfather's. Somebody gave it to him as a gift. I think he used it once. A cigar keeper, gold plated. What's a cigar keeper? It's uh, it's basically a tube, right? And when you have your lit cigar, you break the cherry off. Does anybody actually? Oh, is that a cigar saver? Throw that right. shit out. Right. I, it was my grandfather's. I just ca- I have it as like a, a memento. I would never use then, it. Then you Coop, have the, you ever used a cigar saver? Never. Listen to me. Listen to me. No, I throw the cigar out. If I it was the it worst out. thing you could ever sell. It was the worst scam ever. Your cigar basically tasted like an ashtray when you took it out of that thing. Garbage. And by the way, Sean Correa, nice catch, by the way. He caught my Dire Straits reference. Yeah. Nice catch. I, and kudos to Sean. 
double whammy in the first week of our summer with soccer promotion. Nice job. Won two items. Yes, That's, we have completed. Oh, I saw that. We have completed week one of our summer <laughs> with Saka. How yeah. many golden? How many golden uh, things are there? Statues. We're giving away one. I don't know how many Just exist. One. It actually, it's actually more impressive to look in person than you, than seeing it in the pictures. I can imagine. I would love it, this. That that's very. It kind of looks cool. Palace. It kind of looks cool. But yeah, week one is now complete. So we gave away one of the uh, guillotina de Saka cutters and a bunch of shirts and cutting boards and whatnot. The cutters. Two prototype are going to be priced at certain price. Yeah. Right. Oh, the cutter. The cutter. Uh, it's not for sale, but it's going to be priced at this. Right. Didn't he say? Um, didn't he say it was like three hundred bucks or something? I don't yeah, know. After he, he said he wasn't selling them. Right. Or valued. Maybe he has to put a value on it for tax purposes. I think that's what he said. He can't. Sell yeah. Them. If he had to sell them. It'd be like three hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. I don't have any. You know what's funny? As big a, a soccer fan as I am, I don't have any soccer uh, swag for some strange reason. But anyway, I have I have a I have one of those regular size soccer squatch things. Do you have the this, crystal ashtray? The crystal ashtray no. is the only thing I'd want. No, I don't have the crystal. We had a couple of the what are the other ashtrays, not the crystal ones, but we gave them away on on the our show. The soapstone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were cool. Were Those nice. were cool looking. I saw a few yeah. of them at the. Uh, Cindy was showing them to me at the the Great Smoke. Actually, they were really cool. I was listen, afraid to hold. They them. are. Listen, we kid about soccer a lot, but when it comes to that type of stuff, he does not cut corners on that. And you, you know, it's really cool good. looking. No, yeah. that's cool looking. I like the that. Kings one. I like that. That's cool looking. Yeah, actually, he's, looks he's like great... Sokka Grumpy. It kind of looks like Sokka Grumpy. We we talked about it yesterday. He's actually really freaking good shirts. Makes all the difference when you have a good t-shirt. Like, oh, yeah. They're actually really nice. Yeah. All right. Well, now that everybody's back officially, uh, we are – we talked about one show away from 500, but uh, – what about uh, Father's Day? Who's got plans? I don't know. Does anybody, in this weekend. Does yeah, anybody ever this really, weekend. does any family ever really put the effort in for Father's Day like they do for Mother's Day? Not as No, but I, I don't I, think I, we I expect planned. it either. Yeah. My, this year's a little different. All my kids are in town this weekend or at home. So um, and it's harder for them. Now that they're older, that's a harder thing to do is what I'll say. So I'm appreciative of that. But I just think in general, People make less of a big deal about Father's Day than Mother's Day. I, I think know, in general, wife, I, I think in general, it's, oh, it's, it's almost like we want to be left alone, no big yeah. hubbub. But God right, forbid right. you forget a mom's Mother's Day. Ooh, right. oh, it's like, oh. oh, yeah. And you got to have a big event. You got to do something. Like we're we're all going to breakfast tomorrow with my parents and the kids, and I'm like, I, I really. I don't really want to go anywhere. I just want to well, stay home. Well, it's Father's Day, Paul. Just say no. <laughs> nah, I, my dad especially, was like, I really want to see you guys, so we're, we're going to go. Those holiday breakfast. breakfasts are a nightmare. I mean, yeah, especially out here. That you I'm not even going to say where we're going to go, but Abe's go, Abe knows where we'll go in, in Wellington. <laughs> and that place is going to be fucking mobbed. It's for breakfast? Yeah, the yeah. breakfast place I love. Which one is it? Is it the Pancake House? Or? Short Stacks. Um, their food is okay. 
Oh, I don't know. Their eggs Benedict is better than ninety percent of the places I've eaten it at in their, South their Florida. Their foods, their their foods, okay. I mean, if you're going to go food wise, I think the best food wise is the original Pancake House. I love the old lady that works at Short Stack, though. She's the best. No she one hasn't been there. Oh, I hope she's okay. I know she was. She was like eighty three or something, and she was. Bro, like let me tell you something. Fire. No one touches the money but her. Yep. She stood at the register every breakfast. Every time I've ever been there, no one touches the money but her. What's her name? Let me Miss, tell you. Miss, Let me tell you something. Miss Penny? Miss Peggy? Fairly reasonable close to you guys. Lake Worth and Jog or Lantana and Jog. It's called Egg Cetera. Phenomenal. That's a chain. Yeah, I've heard of Egg Cetera. Egg Cetera is a chain. How many do they have? If it's a chain. I don't know, but there, there, no. there was one in Boca when we were looking at that one place in Boca in the Batmacian Shopping Center. It's if it's a chain, it's a local chain. There's not a lot of them. Oh, no, I'm sure it's probably a local chain. Yeah, but there's yeah, a couple yeah. of but them. Very good. Very good. And then the, and the place I kind of like going because it's easy and honestly they get the best coffee out of anybody is uh, Third Watch. First Watch, first watch. You're first they watch. do have the best coffee. Problem with First Watch is even after the wait, sometimes you're waiting forever for your food too. But they have good food and definitely 100%. have the best coffee. They have very coffee. slow. Yeah. I just wish I want somebody. I want to like finance, like put a group of investors together from New York. And finance a couple of guys to come down from like you know Greek owned or Italian owned diners in New York and bring a couple of real diners down here. There's nothing down here like you find in the tri-state. Oh, area. absolutely like not. Yeah. Look, the, the the problem is there's not enough people. There's not enough people to keep. There's a not enough demand open for basically 24 yeah. hours. You know, you no, but in they, the in New, in Long Island they don't stay open 24 hours now. They they stay open till like 11. Yeah, I mean, listen, whole, I, look, I agree with you. The whole field of dining is going at 2 the, in the morning. Yeah, there's nothing like a, like a diner veal parm at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right, exactly. There was a Greek diner. There was a Greek diner where I lived growing up called Omega. It's still there. So it's been there for shit over 40 years, for close to 40 years now. Rebuilt, expanded, everything. I'm telling you, any given day of the week, you go there like at 3 in the morning, Packed. Packed. Packed, and it's in the suburbs. It's not in the city. It's in the suburbs, and it's huge. It's got two sides of the restaurant. Back in the day, I remember going when you walked in. So they have their own bakery. They make their own bread. So when you walked in, there was a big glass, like you know, square case, and all the cakes and the pastries and whatnot. Smoking section was on the right. Non-smoking yep. section yes. was on yep. the left. Yeah, yep. that's how it was. The old yep. school. Yeah. Oh, Hustle go to it. No, but he's right. Sean's right because you go to a diner late at night. That's the thing. And that's what I think is the problem, right? Like what Alex is saying that there's not enough people. Because <clears throat> think about all the food waste they must have. There's so much crap on that on that menu. They, they got to have a lot of food waste at a diner. Because they have a, they can make asabuco at 2 a.m. What if somebody doesn't order asabuco for a week? They, they're throwing stuff right. out, you know? Right, it's so, you know, 3 a.m., right. One, one might be ordering an asabuco. One guy wants a chicken parm and the other guy wants scrambled eggs. You know, yeah. available. Omega's in Morton Grove, not Downers Grove. I think Michael's a Chicago guy. Uh, Morton Grove. I've been there yeah, forever. I can't tell you how many drunken two or three or four a.m. meals I had there in my twenties. The Boynton 20s. Diner. The Boynton Diner is kind of close, but it's not a real diner as far as I'm Listen concerned. Listen, it no. closes after lunch. Yeah. yeah. How can you be a diner okay. and not open for dinner? I'll tell you how. He don't have to. Those I get it, but don't call yourself a diner. From 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., and they don't have they, to stay open. That place, don't call that place is packed. There's always a wait. 
there's always people taking orders to go. I mean, you go to get a to go order, you know, in a regular diner on, on Long Island. When I when I go up there, it's like there's like two to go orders ready to go at the Boynton Diner. There's like 16 bags waiting there for people. And they're like, all right, what's the name? What's the number that like they're, they're those guys are doing business. When's man. the last time you've been to the Boynton Diner? Uh, Probably about six. It was during COVID. Because I went and got a triple-decker turkey sandwich there. I love a club sandwich, man. You drove from Wellington to Boynton to get a sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. I love a, I love a, a, a turkey club sandwich. It's my favorite. When I go to a diner, I get a turkey club sandwich, sub out French fries for the potato salad, then get a black and white cookie on the side. Oh, black and white cookies are the best. Make sure they put the pickle and coleslaw in there. Because you got to have the pickle and coleslaw. That's the best part of the diner. Ugh, delightful. That's when they bring. I like when they bring the pickle bar, like the pickles, the pickle selection over, like yes. a big bucket of pickles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a place in Boca called Three G's, and they do that. They bring, and it's like a bunch of different kinds of pickles they put on yeah. the table. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's like Ben's. Ben's does. The Ben's always has like. Ben's does. Yeah, like we that. took the coop team to Ben's when we were down there. We got. Oh, maybe not. Nah, I got. You're nothing. not back on yet. I got nothing. My other pages are loading. It, it just, it can't, it, it, yeah, regular stuff you will load. You need the bandwidth. You need it's the because, bandwidth. Because, because we're on the backup still? I don't know. It's just not giving us enough juice to, to stream video. So, Coop, are you guys going to do breakfast at the house then? Have all the kids over and just um, do like a breakfast at the house? I'm not a, because I'm not a big breakfast guy. No, we'll do probably something lunch, lunch thing more Because you don't like eggs. That's right. I don't like eggs. So, like, going out for breakfast for me is, is like, painful. You know, because everyone's getting eggs, right? So, uh, so yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, I don't think we'll be. I we we. I don't know. My wife will probably make some food, knowing her, because we just again, we're not gonna go out on the holiday day. For us, it's not fun to like deal with a crowded restaurant or anything like that. No what one's about you, no Alex. One's made, no one's made any plans. We had such a big to do for Mother's Day, where no one's made any plans. So I'm not sure if anybody's doing anything. In fact, honestly. Probably partially my fault because I already told my wife I might be working tomorrow because you, you know you would have to. Yeah, when the pot of peels landed, you know, we weren't sure if we were gonna get all that stuff. And and they're still they're still a little behind. There's two people chugging it out today, but I think they're gonna catch up enough. Um, so maybe hopefully by the end of the day, Monday we should be caught up. They'll work late Monday. So um we're waiting to see how many how many how many packages because getting all the summer of soccer stuff out put us behind in all our regular orders. So which, you know, when I say behind, that means the order didn't go out the same day or the next day. I mean, that's become now the standard. It's funny. We get emails like, hey, I placed my order this morning. I haven't seen a tracking number yet. I'm like, bro, we got 20%. We got a Father's Day still going on. Uh, you know. I have never seen turnaround like you guys do. I mean, I ordered some stuff last week, and and I they came, to, like, they shipped that afternoon, and I got them two days later. I mean, it was like. I'll, I'll give them credit for that, too, because it, it's really almost Amazon-like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they really do. But you end up spoiling people, so they don't see a tracking number the same day. Right. Well, you got to be a little reasonable, too, like, especially, you know, I, I just know that team is working as hard as possible to get that. Stuff it out. is. Yeah. The summer of yeah. stock yeah. and they got backed up with the Father's Day sale this weekend. Yeah. yeah. There did you guys smoke the pot of perros yet? I mean, I'm kind of we curious. Them last night. Oh, you did How smoke them? I, I didn't they... see you smoking them on the. Yeah, I couldn't okay. get through it either, if I had to go. I, I, I listen. I carefully left it here so I could light it back up today. And I normally never do a relight. Yeah. It, it was too big. One of these. Get the fuck out of here. 
You might as well How, roll what, the cigar. You might as well roll the cigar in the ashtray. And I, I agree. My grandfather used it once, and he said this is a waste. But it was it's a, a waste. I, I cannot. I cannot pick. We were talking about this before. I I can't pick up a cigar if it's after fifteen minutes. Usually, it just to me it tastes different at that point. I you know after, what? It tastes stale to me for sure. Hold on. First off, it's never going to taste the same. But right. you know, I always when I'm the relight. Because you know all the stuff is still sitting at the foot. Oh, the who's right. I lost everybody again. No, we uh, we see you and hear you. No, we hear you. I'm good. Yeah. All right, I'll remove him. But on on the relight, I will always blow out multiple. Yeah, you purge times. it. Do a purge. Yeah. Uh, B- okay. Before I start drawing that soot into the cigar, you filter know? the crap through. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of puff out as I'm burning it, so that I don't draw any of that into the cigar. So how what is that a two hour cigar that cigar? I don't know, man. I was smoking for the broadcast yesterday, and I was staying here. It's it's yeah, it's easily a two hour cigar. Yeah, easily. But you know when when I review cigars, I'm gonna tell you something. People yeah. are gonna people are gonna flip over this cigar. That's yeah. what I was wondering. I was you know, it's supposedly like a tweak of the Mi Carita blend. It's a green. It's a green, right? So it's yeah, yeah. yeah. I said yesterday, it's not the black. It's not the red. It's not the blue. It's definitely its own blend. And that's one thing. Credit to Steve. He, you know, it's not just what do I have for an event cigar. I mean, he obviously put work into this. Yeah, no, I, that's one thing I, I uh, you know, I'll say about Steve is he doesn't check a box when it comes to a, a store exclusive or an event cigar. You, you know, he's doing something and he's putting a lot into it. And you talk to him and you know he's putting a lot into it. Right. Well, he'll let you know too that he's putting a lot into it. Yep, yep. And he seems Everybody's to genuinely got... like doing it. He seems to genuinely like doing that. Absolutely. And that's, so now that's the event, <laughs> that's an event-only cigar, right? That replaces event the... Only. I can't okay. tell you how many retailers, I mean, look, it's really funny, and I'm sure there are retailers who will fuck around and, and, and whatever, but... um I can't tell you how many messages we got of people who just wanted to buy this cigar. Yes. Yeah. But we won't do that. We've never done it. Never sold a sock squash. Never, you know, I wouldn't ever do that to Steve. I mean, obviously, he put a lot of heart and work into this. He yeah. wanted people who supported his brand to be able to get the special cigar, and we, we would never do that. But out of anything, even sock squatches who people have offered to buy from us, I think I got more emails about just buying the cigar outright, you know, offering us, you know, X amount of dollars to buy the two-pack. Then we had requests for soccer squatches. It'll be, to buy, to see, it'll be interesting it? to see where the secondary market lands with this. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you know it'll wind up on there. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. on that. We're just never going to do it. You, know, you can't yeah. stop the secondary yeah. market. You know, yeah. yeah. You can't get, what but, what did they right. have to buy, Abe? Just it had to be a five pack or, or no, 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 no. The, these, the, 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 the bar set by Dunbarton for these is you spend $200, you get one. Oh, that's that's fair still. That's though. still that's reasonable. Right that. That's a reasonable. Are you kidding me? This is probably at least a twenty dollar, twenty five dollar cigar. Yeah, absolutely. So you're spending two hundred dollars, and you're really kind of getting fifty dollars. I'd say at minimum worth, you know, forty fifty dollars mm-hmm. worth in cigars back, and not just in size or presence, man. These cigars worth a twenty or twenty five dollar price tag. Like, I like the if I was out and wanted a big cigar for an evening, whatever, I'd have no problem dropping a 20 or 25 on this. Sure. Great. I mean, I think that's where, like, 
Liga Ace go for around 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks, somewhere around there for for their two pack, right? For the two pack, yeah. Yeah. And this is actually a bigger cigar. It's, is it's, that what it is? It's an A? Right? What? The gauge is bigger than an A, yeah? Yeah. A is yeah. narrower. Yes. Yeah. This is a. I've never gotten through an A. I've never had enough time for it. It ain't as tall as you are. It's close. Yeah. That's almost yeah. as big as the Woody. Speaking of the Woody, is Gary Gary Brooks on? I have not smoked the Woody yet. I have. I don't see Gary Brooks on. Gary was supposed to organize a whereby smoking of the Woody. Oh, I, I actually saw him saying that somewhere. But I never saw it come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've ventured a Woody. It's a lot. Did you Woody share it with lot. other people? What? I don't know. Like, what, how do you smoke Catch that? Dude, you <laughs> like, some of the stupidest the questions. Like, share it with, wait, 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 wait. Give me a minute here. It's a giant. It's like, like in what thing. way would you share this cigar with other? People? You're gonna like, pass, pass it around in a circle. Yeah, pass, pass the duchy. Like pass the duchy. Yeah. Pass the duchy to the right hand side. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? I mean, serious. Yeah, he's being dead serious. Oh, oh I mean, my What a waste! God. You smoked the whole thing. I didn't pass it. Did I? No, I got about three fourths through, and I just had. You a know fucking, what? I had enough for the same cigar. You know what sucks about my setup is. Normally, I, I watch the show and work on the show on, on the desktop, and then I have the Facebook page open. So when Paul says something so stupid, I can see the 20 million faces go up laughing, but I can't see that. The comments are pouring in. Don't worry. Oh, they're, they're coming. <laughs> uh, good job, Paul. Have you, ever, have you ever shared a cigar, Paul? I'm curious now. Have you ever? I think I, I think I have with my wife. Yeah, not not like like giving her a puff of it, you know, not like shared the whole cigar, but like, cause she won't, she rarely will smoke a whole cigar by herself. I, Adam always just always whenever she would come to events, he'd always give her like a blondie or something like that. But I I like I've I've been smoking a cigar outside and she's taken a, a puff off of it to taste. Yeah, Brandy's it. done that to me. Wasn't in the mood yeah. for a full cigar. Smoking a cigar. She's let me let me enjoy it for it but that's not like sharing a cigar with guys no really. yeah i don't yeah. I mean, i've never shared yeah. a cigar like going back and forth but i don't know the woody seems like such a novelty weird thing to do so like i, I assume that maybe you share it with somebody i don't know no maybe you and marissa sit outside on your on your balcony and just you know enjoy a woody the old man is watching hey raj i'll be smoking a raji tomorrow for father's day my friend mr debab is he back in chicago He's back in Chicago. He leaves Monday. Going overseas Monday. Oh, oh, this is his time of the year for his trip. No, normally they go, normally they go. It's too really hot in the summer. Look, there's an upside and downside to summer. You kind of realize it. You know, when we were kids and growing up, the only time we ever went was the summer because that's when we're out of school. And then obviously after they started going without kids, they always go in the fall. The weather's a lot nicer. It's not so hot over there. But the problem is we have a lot of relatives who live in the Arab Emirates, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. So when their kids are out of school, they all come to Jordan for the summer. So it's kind of nice to go to the summer because you get to see all. Everybody's going to be there. He gets to yeah. see all his nieces and nephews and, and, and whatnot that would be away if he went in the fall. So they're leaving. They're, they're, they're going for the summer this year, which 
he realized after we all went last summer for my cousin's wedding because everybody was in town. It was kind of great to see everybody. So he's leaving Monday. Nice. Just him? No, him and my mom. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want to go. I, who knows? I'm just wondering. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for the stupid questions today. Oh, you're on a roll. Don't stop. Yeah, I really am. Don't stop now. Good. <laughs> I, I guarantee you there's somebody on here that shared a Woody. If they've smoked a Woody, I bet you there's somebody that shared one. God, if you're out that, there. That's not a bad. That just sounded bad. Nobody <laughs> shared a Woody, Paul. You're the only guy that would share a Woody. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't smoke a Woody, honestly. And I love Oscar. I, I, I wouldn't smoke a Woody. I don't get a Woody it. With it. A Woody with your buddies. Anyway, <laughs> I can't watch the clock, but I guess we're hitting up hour yeah, it's number 11 two. Eleven o'clock, and I got a piss. Let's go. All right, oh, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna head up with hour number two. We got more cool stuff we're talking about. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back right after this. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Honestly, I agree with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month, I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium, handmade, name brands that you can find in any brick-and-mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature of our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? 
the exact same easy process, you can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course you have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? Well, great. It's perfect. We're back. Hi. Abe, you're muted. Oh, no, you're not muted. Not now weird. we just can't hear you. Hey, you're sideways. Okay. There he is. Say something. I don't think he can hear us. Oh, oh he's gone now. <laughs> Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, episode 499, the big one before uh, 500. The big, one. the big one before the big one. The big, big one before the real one. there yet? Yep. Coop, is there yeah, yeah. What, how many people have gotten the 500 episodes in our category? Um, there's only two few. others that I can think of. Um, it is uh, one is a guy by the name of Doc Stogie Fresh who got the 500 and stopped. Okay. And then Cigar Authority, I think, is over 600. So this is like really uncharted territory because I don't know if anyone else has hit 500 that I know of. So I think this is a you know we're in top three territory now. Abe, give us a test. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. Is it me or did Paul totally foobar that break? What did I foobar? I thought we weren't going to play the aging room because the product hasn't arrived yet. I specifically heard him tell you that. That was last week. 
I didn't get an update this week, so I figured we were good to go. Well, oh, if you, you didn't figured. get an update, that means the status is probably we probably said insane. we said swap out the Great Smoke commercial for a while with Cigar of the Month. You yeah, you, you yeah. played everything, and then was it me or did the sound for for the Great Smoke cut out like halfway into it? No, so iPhone is stupid. You have to hit tap for sound every time you play a video. On every time I play a new video on the iPhone app, yeah, with the iPhone and the iPad, you have to un you have to unmute it. Uh, it, it started. Why. It started playing, and sound stopped in the middle of me watching it. Nah, I got it. Right, it so happens when people that. are on their iPhone and they they listen to name that jam. It mutes it usually on them. We don't know why. It's a it's a streamyard thing. We I submitted a uh, yeah, ticket strange. about it. Tom, I, I I think they're in transit. Hopefully, maybe I think. I think by week. next week. Yeah. 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 So maybe next week it. we'll play the commercial. There you go. Well, we played it this week. Oh, Paul. We're bu- I'm building a hype. I'm building. A Paul, hype. you have so very few. We, we we listen. We've cut Paul any kind of responsibility of Paul down to like the bare bone minimum. Paul doesn't do probably one tenth of what he used to really handle for the show, and he still can't well, get it right. In all fairness, in all fairness, we we kept cutting that back as things got busier for me personally and and work wise. But I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is you really got shit to do and you still don't get it right. I do it all. I do it all. I do You're it the all. Best, Alex. I'm not busy. I give I work you credit. Great. I give you credit all the time. Alex, for how much you? Work. He's got two kids, man. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> the only one. Happy Father's Day to Paul, the, the token father on our show. <laughs> No, I can't say much about his fatherhood, though. Though he does no, use it, as a, but but he does use it as a crutch a lot. Yes, I, it's not that it's a crutch; it's that. Oh, I'm you old, use it as a crutch. I feel buddy. guilty not being oh, here. Oh, you, no you have no idea. You have no idea. Bro, you spent you spent more time with your two sons than my father probably spent me with me and my brother in our whole lives. I, but it's mostly because I work from home, and then I feel guilty not being around them when I have time off. It's a it's a vicious cycle working from home. I love like it a, and I hate it all at the same time. That sounds like a personal issue. Yeah, it is. One hundred percent. There we go. Look, that's how bad it's gotten. Wow. That's wow. how bad it's gotten. Requests for the brewmeister. Wow. Well, you know, there's a some special special events. Maybe we can get a call in no. coming up. All right. Well, do we have a uh, name that jam set up? We do. My man, my man. So, so uh, it's time to test our musical acumen, folks. Uh, Alex is going to test us and see how well we could name that jam. A great segment brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. favorite intros that we've All right. done. Real quick, Abe, do you have your sound on on your desktop? Uh, no, because I didn't want it to echo into the phone. I, so put your sa- if you put your sound up a little bit, you'll be able to hear it without having to tap mute on your right. desktop, the video. Go ahead. Uh, for this one, I don't know. It's 50-50. This could be a total layup, and this could be a little tough. Take it away, Paul.
Oh, you know what? Well, I'm going to tell you I something. Know I know it right off the bat, but I thought it was something else first until yeah. the, the I strum- almost left. I almost left it off. I was almost if you left that strumming off. I would have thought it was something else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know but, the band though. Uh, oh, uh, oh, that's a good question. I know the band. I know the band. Yeah, I don't know the band. I, I know I the band. I left that. I, I didn't know if it would be too little without the. Do you want to know what I? Uh, let me see. Do you know what I thought it was before I heard the strum? What? We're not going to take it. Fair. Oh, uh, I could see that. I could I see that. Drum I should have left it to just yeah. the drums. If you, if I didn't hear the 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 strumming, I would have thought it was we're not going to take it. Yeah, until if I, I left the, the bass strumming. off, if I, I wasn't sure if I should leave the bass, yeah. I left the bass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Terry's got the band. That's the band. Yeah. Yep. You know, I uh, this is showing my age. I will remember when that song came out, and it was a true one hit wonder, and sure. just stormed airwaves. I think it was seventy nine. Storm. It was everywhere that song. And then you never heard of the band again. Was it a one-hit wonder? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything. I don't know anything else by them. No. No, I they, they had. I, a, I don't know the, the band. I can't read it from here. So the, the, I'll I'll say it if you want. But uh, yeah, it's the knack. It's yep. The knack. Let's play the reveal. So if you look at the album that is in that guy's hand. It says, Get the Knack. That was the name of the album. That wasn't a the guy, knack, was it? Man. I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, that was a Wait, chick. Pull, yeah, pull that up again. Hey, Cooper, right, Cooper, it might be time to get those glasses checked. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, that's a faux pas well, on my part, yeah. Well, it was a bad one. All right, well, that was... Uh... Name that jam presented by Avos. Yeah, it very possible could have been a great stumper. It very it was yeah, on the verge. I wasn't sure, man. I, like, I, I would I, I would have got I it. Kept like, the baseline you know, that, that, out. Yeah. That drum is iconic. That far. drum intro is yeah, iconic. Yeah. That drum is very similar to though, we're not gonna take it. Yeah. Yeah, I really thought it was it. But I've but, actually, uh, you know, when I messed with the drums, I remember trying to play that, and it's not as easy as you think. So well, there you have it, folks. Another great episode of Name That Jam brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. Well, listen, Tom. Look, you know, it was 79, 80s. Take away the tits, and that could have easily nah, been a guy. It, 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 but that's it, all it, you look at. Bro. As soon bro, as I those, saw that shirt. I was looking at the were, album, yeah, actually. Paul, is what happened. I was so zoomed Paul on the album. Paul was already measuring the, shirt, the, the diameter of the nipples through the shirt. <laughs> knowing Paul. 100%. Paul's like, I could dress like that. That was the yeah. That was the highlight of my day seeing that cover. I'll Jeez. be honest. Uh, I, I was so zoomed on the cover of the album that that was being held. Paul Paul got so excited he'll be thinking about that girl the rest of the day. <laughs> Get the next. He's laughing. He's not denying it. Notice. Uh, psychopath. People are coming into my house. You hear the dogs barking all over the place. What a mess. You have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> I'll be, be on Paul's gravestone. <laughs> my new dog does not like my mother. So the puppy, it's the only person that she's met that she just sits and barks at. <laughs> oh, that's that's true. Maybe yeah, William Cooper's just in a new mindset these days. Yeah. So he, he doesn't <laughs> I'm assume. not going there. I'm not even going there. <laughs> oh, man. So, want to get to some of our topics here, Alex? Sure, sure, sure. So in honor of uh, Father's Day, we, we figured we'd uh, talk about 
some of our favorite and least favorite TV dads. Oh, Coop is fired up about this one. I already Coop is tell. fired up. Coop is so. Do, do we want to start? Do we want to start with uh, some of our favorite TV dads? Our favorite yeah. TV dad. Yeah. Al Bundy. Abe and, Abe and Coop. Al Bundy. Oh, there you go. Right, Al go ahead, Bundy Abe. was great. Al Bundy was the greatest. I love Al Bundy, man. I love Al. Al Bundy. But was, was he a dead. good dad? He was a good dad in my book. I mean, he, took he was the team all the time for his family. Yeah, he was right. a good dad. I guess he was there. Yeah, he, he got was. up, went to work every day, putting shoes on. Yep, dealing with dealing with horrible customers and. Right. What a great show that was! It was. It got better as it went along, too. I thought way better. Really, it was. It started. It got more outrageous, and the more outrageous it got, the funnier it got. Yeah, like that episode where Kinnison was like the guardian angel or something. Yes. You remember that? It was like one of the yeah. last TV appearances that Kinnison did. Yeah, that was a, a hilarious episode. And most shows, that's when they jump the shark when they start doing stuff like that. But yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah, <laughs> this is a great one right here. <laughs> Fred Sanford. <laughs> I love that show, man. Oh, what a sh- what Uh-oh. a show! Uh oh, uh oh, no, we're gonna get the book. Uh oh, we'll get there. Do I go ahead now or no? So. I'll give you my favorite TV dad, and you may disqualify yeah, me for this one. But for me, it's Tony Soprano, simply for, for one line. To me, he has the greatest TV dad line in, in history. So Is it about the in this house line? Yes. He's talking yeah, I knew it. to Meadow Soprano, it. and Meadow's like, it's the 90s. You're supposed to be able to talk about sex with your kids. And Tony goes, that's where you're wrong. Out there, it's the 1990s, but in this house, it's 1954. Don't love it. That line. Yeah, my time. dad yeah. loves that line. My dad loves yeah. that line. That is a. I yeah, He wasn't exactly a great. Well, oh, I guess he wasn't a bad dad. Oh, when he when he laid into Anthony Jr. about Columbus Day in this right. house, Christopher Columbus is a hero. In the sport, hero. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Meucci. He talks about the, the telephone. A- Antonio Meucci invented the telephone. He was robbed. That's, oh, wow. There you go. That's really going way back right too. there. Yeah, that's, going. that's a good one. People, let me tell you about my oh, best, my best friend. friend. Yeah. Mine may seem kind of cliche, but I'm go going ahead. Mike Brady. I'm going Mike Brady. He oh. always found a way to solve the problem in that show. I was going to go cliche, too. I was going to say I was torn between <coughs> Homer Simpson and Danny Tanner from Full House. But I really like as 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 uh, kitschy as that show was Full House. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I learned a little bit about parenting from those guys. Till this day, I don't know how that show reached the pinnacle of success that it has. Oh, I have no it- idea. It was one of those shows that became popular after it was off the air because my kids watched that right. thing growing when they were growing up. They loved yeah, we did too. Show. I was in third grade. Watched, that was like everybody's favorite show. And we went to San Francisco, and that's the thing they all wanted to do was to go see that house. I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I prefer Mrs. Garrett from The Facts of Life over her, Tanner. Oh, she was great too, though. Mickey is not a father, Casey. Get it right, man. There you go. Archie, Archie was a good Archie. Archie was uh, a good, a good father, better grandfather. Classic yeah, but, show. Uh, classic yeah. show. Absolutely. I'll still watch reruns of that from time to time. Yeah. I don't right, get reruns. 
I don't see reruns of the great shows like All in the Family and Taxi anymore. Any Pluto. Pluto TV. It's a yeah, streaming TV. Right. You watch, yeah. Pluto TV, get it for free. You don't need a subscription yeah, a, or anything. It's a free app on any streaming, like on a Fire TV or Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Like all that stuff, you can download it's the app. Painless to My watch. Parents yeah. watch it here. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. What about least favorite? Go ahead, Cole. Oh, Cosby. Cosby's got to be up there. He was the worst. Well, all right, tell us why you – because there's a couple people yeah. here who, thinks, who he think was, Cosby – He was a total wimp. He was bullied by his wife. He was bullied by <laughs> kids. He just was like – you know, he, he was bullied by everybody. He just was like a kind of a total jellyfish, this guy, with no spine, right? Horrible father. <laughs> Gotta have some spine. Aside from his while. personal life, aside from the actor's this personal before, life. This is before. Look, he he dug his own grave in Philadelphia. Alex will probably tell you that too. He that's you know he made his own grave there. He pissed off the wrong people in Philadelphia. But this when that show was on the eighty, I'm like, this is this is like wimp fest. Is that a spineless jellyfish? He was. Uh, I'm 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 a coop on this one. I, I hate the the dopey dads on TV. They made him have to be the dopey whole... dad exactly. I he started the whole thing. I got. I just got to add to mine. You know, Al Bundy actually. You know, he wins. Uh, Doyle wins twice for me because it's kind of the same character, but I love this character in Modern Family too. He was. Yeah, he was definitely really good in Modern Family. I loved him in Modern Family. It, it, it was like the cleaner version of Al Bundy, but kind of still yeah. like Al Bundy. A little more right, right, correct right. at that point. Yes, yeah. but I, I yeah. loved his character in, in, in Modern Family too. Worst TV, worst TV dads. I I don't know. I mean, I think all the cheesy ones were bad for me. I mean, I just because it just so it was so bullshit. Right. I yeah. I just hate that genre of dopey, real wimpy TV dad. You know, yeah. typically like you know the the like Full House one, Full House, Brady Bunch, and he, I, Mike Brady was a wimpy. Give Mike Brady some credit, man. He raised three kids that weren't his. <laughs> and, and, and he found he found he always came up with a creative solution, Mike Brady. When there was a crisis, Mike Brady could just bring order to the whole situation. Is it me, or do I just like the heart? See, I because because none of those guys were realistic. I think that's why I think they're bad dads. Like you know, um, anybody who watched that '70s show, Red, right? That's a dad. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, that's the dads we grew up with. That's a real dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Red had some of the best lines ever as a dad too. Red's, Red's, Red's a dad I can be familiar with. Right? <laughs> yep. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what, what the worst we'll TV that. dad Seth, is. Seth, I'll give you that one, too. I'll give you Uncle Phil for a great dad. Who's Uncle Phil? Uh, Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince Bel-Air. Yep. Oh, okay. I'll give you Uncle Phil. There, Alan says the same thing. I forgot about that show. Yeah, I'll give you Uncle Phil. Yeah, I, it... That was a forgettable show. That was a forgettable show. <laughs> that 70s show? No, no uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Oh, Fresh Prince. Oh, see, so yeah, yeah. we watched that a lot. I mean, we liked that show as kids. I thought yeah, but those are... I got a good father. I got another positive one. Howard Cunningham. Oh, what was, was really that show father. with Bob Euchre called? Uh, Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Uh, Belvedere. That's a good show. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that you know what? That reminds me, like you know, what was on usually right after or right before that was. You remember the the Alf TV show? That dad was a little kooky. 
It's a big actor, Alf. What was his name? No, I'm thinking Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, uh, Lithgow was great on yeah, that Yeah, Lithgow was awesome. John Lithgow? Yeah. He really wasn't I can't a remember father. Who the Elf. He kind of posed as a father. Isn't it funny? I can't remember one face from the show Elf. I can remember the guy, though. The guy I'm, with the glasses. Yeah, yeah I'm the guy with the glasses. The guy with the glasses that, like, years later in, like, the late 90s, they showed him, like, in the, like, picture service on the internet of him in a in a bed with two hookers smoking crack. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, here it is. I have it. Not not that picture. Oh, I can't. Oh, God, I hate this. I can't upload the image because it's got to be changed. Uh, his name was Max Wright, but I, that doesn't ring a bell to me. Is he, I, 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 I think he paid my pass, that guy. I thought yeah. I heard something. Alan Rubin. All right, I'm just going to respond. They're doing a new version of it because there's no creativity left in Hollywood, and all they do is new versions of old things. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, you know who probably, you know, outside of being a cheesy role, who probably will go down as probably an awful, awful dad if you're really going to like do like reality dads, is um, what's his name from the Ozarks? Mar uh, Marty oh, from Ozark. Oh Marty, god, yeah. yeah, that guy was horrendous, Dad. I could see that he brings his kids into it. Oh yeah, he's that got him doing good, money man. laundering, and oh yeah, that was terrible, terrible, Dad. Terrible did you like dad. that show?s Did you like the ending of that show, Abe? Um, I, I loved it. I, loved I don't it. think it was too much. I thought it was brilliant how they did it. No, I, I, I liked it. I didn't like that. That the the uh, main. Girl, it's very hard when you have these kind of shows that border on, you know, law-breaking or unethical behavior and how you're going to end them, you know? I think, like, um, what was one of my favorite shows with um, Michael Chiklis? What was it called again? Fuck, the cop show. Um, what? The Shield. One of my oh. favorite series of all time, man. And, you know, that ending, you know, it can't be a happy... Like, recently, I don't know if anybody's watched Snowfall. Snowfall was on FX, fucking brilliant series about how the, the 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 CIA and how they bought crack and stuff in the country and arms dealing whatever. And it just recently ended this year, I think after nine seasons. But you know, it's a depressing ending because it, it, that, you're not going to have a happy ending with those kind of shows. And I think a lot of people get unsettled with a unhappy ending. I'll give oh, you here's the dad for Another bad TV dad. The guy oh God, from, uh, yeah, for him now. Yeah, I loved that show. Man, I loved it. Was, it was good. Go ahead, Coop. Uh, Frank Reynolds from It's Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> was Frank? Yeah. Was that Danny DeVito's character? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Do you? He was definitely bad in a different way, though, than than yes. Bill Cosby is where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Do you know he how much I love a... Danny DeVito, man? Yeah. I, I mean, you could do a whole character on the funniest dad. I think I think Seinfeld's dad was one of the funniest dads. Oh, amazing. Of course. Al Bundy. I think and again, he... you got to put him at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And you know, I he agree. played. Jerry, what was uh, Jerry Stiller played uh, Carrie's father on King of Queens, and he was the best part of that show too. True, yeah. yeah. Oh man, he brilliant, was so brilliant actor, really. Oh and yeah, a, a, this is a good father. That's a good call. Oh yeah, that's he's true. Another I don't know his one name. of those wimpy fathers, though, in my opinion. <laughs> Not as bad as Cosby, but another wimpy father he was. 
Well, yeah, listen, with all, with all due respect, they were hippies, you know. They were hippies, yeah. Here, that, where, where, I just clicked on. Oh, yeah, this he was great. He was great. Yeah, he was good. He really good, yeah. He was really good. I agree on that one. Man, there's a lot of TV dads I forgot about. Yeah. Frazier's dad was another guy who stole the show. But like you said, many of them are very unrealistic characters in these in these sitcoms. But they, they give you something to strive for. I don't think Frazier's dad was unrealistic. He was pretty good. I did. I think that was a that was a, a very you know realistic role. You know who I liked, uh, but he was the grandpa. But but Ray Romano's the guy that played Ray Romano's father on on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He was really funny. The bald. Oh, guy. I can I, I can remember the mother, but I can't remember the. F- oh yeah, the bald guy. Estelle was the mom. Yeah, he was he was great, and he's like a classic dad. Like that's more realistic, where he's like, I'm gonna sit down and sit in the chair and have a sandwich while you do stuff with the grandkids. He was funny. You well, know, it's a good. You know, did, like, uh, what's the name too? Did we, did we mention James Evans? Good times. So. He didn't good, fuck around good. either. Yeah. Oh, James Evans was. Oh tough. man, yeah. He was a what, real. The, I think he was like the strictest father, one of the strictest right. fathers. Right. Like, yeah. He didn't mess with him, man. Yeah, I he think didn't fuck around with James. The belt Evans. came right out. Yeah. <laughs> the belt will come right out. <laughs> I think we have more comments in this segment than we ever had. Because <laughs> there's, so, there's so many iconic ones. There you go. Aaron, you, that's Paul, that was Paul's pick as great dad. Bob Saget. There you go, Ed Bob's. O'Neill. Dick Van Dyke. He was a good one. Hold on. Did they have kids? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. On, on Dick Van Dyke, they did. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. The Dick Van Dyke show where him and his wife slept in separate beds? Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. They want Mary Tyler Moore. They had right. Kids. And they had separate beds in the bedroom, right? Yeah. That, that must have happened in the latter seasons. I don't remember ever seeing kids on that show. He's still he's still go. I just saw an interview with him on some podcast from like last week. He's like still up and at him and, and moving and, and doing interviews. And he looks a little How old is he? Full beard. 90, I think they said he's 93. Oh, my God. Wow. I, he's a fascinating person, man. 97. Oh, 97. Jeez. Wow. God bless him. All right. I figured it out. I figured it out. All right. What? Paul is Dan Siever from Growing Pains. <laughs> another another wimpy dad. Which the stay at home dad, taking care of the kids, work from home. Yep. Yep. I'm not a stay at home dad. What do you mean? You wasn't either, but he kind of worked. Yeah, bro, we've had KMA meetings. You got a kid in one hand, you're making. Well, that's after <laughs> hours. That's after hours. Look, my door is closed right now. The kids dad. are not in here. Did you have they to don't... Google Dan Sievers? Because I wouldn't have remembered that name. For I couldn't life. remember well, his name. Alan because I know it's it's. I couldn't remember his name, but I know it was Robin Thicke's dad, Alan. Who, yeah. Right. Who, who was who was um who was the heartthrob of that show, that kid, Cameron? Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Yep. Oh you know, man. he's really he's still really big in like the evangelical Christian world. He does Kirk like Cameron, prayer, yes. oh, how about prayer this? videos and stuff. Wow, different strokes. 
you know, you know what's funny about the guy who played Mr. Drummond? He was on that show Maud beforehand. Yes. And he played his ultra conservative uh, nemesis to Maud. And he was really good in that role. Yeah, we did say Mike Brady, Mark. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Mike Brady was, was my pick. Oh, it's funny. I can't show comments anymore. Abe, no. do you do you have dads or, in your life? You know, I, I mean, other than your father, of course, that like people that you know that are dads that like you like as you were, you know, your kid when your kids were younger that like you used as models for yourself, like as a model for yourself, like watch what they do, how they deal with their kids to like learn from them. Somebody's got to hide that comment. My my shit's super delayed. I got it. All right. So you you want to know like if I had role like any of my friends' dads who were role models? Yeah. Or yeah. Or even your friends that were already fathers before you, because you had kids later, like I did. Oh, did we lose? Okay. It? So no. I, no, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. I want to make sure I understand. Are you asking me as a young man growing up, were there other dads I looked at as role models, or as an older man, did I look at other dads as role models for me being a dad? Yeah, for you being a dad, like later on and when you had children, like you looked at these other people and said, like, I like the way that they parent, you know, I'm going to take some cues from them. Um, great question. Because I, I, I have a huge list of people I definitely said I'm not taking cues from as parents. I think, <laughs> I, I, think I learned more from that than anything. Um, I, honestly, I think you know i think growing up um or even as early adulthood i think the essence and core of my fatherhood just comes from my father right so i i've taken all the good shit and kind of filtered out some of the maybe harsher and you know timed out stuff but um that's a great question you know that's a really really there there, there were yeah. Honestly, I think I learned more by watching parents and realized that's not the way to do it. Because I got I got friends who I admire and respect hugely as as mm -hmm. men and people and pillars of the community. But then in the parenting department, like mm, yeah, I wouldn't have, yeah, that, that that didn't that that approach does not work. I've seen that too, actually, and it and it bothers me as a father now when there's people in my life that I really look up to, and then when I see them parenting. Like I'm disappointed sometimes in, in that, but I guess they've made their focus in different areas. Like they, they didn't hone everything. They just focused on the, on the side, you know, the business side or whatever. So, so but I had, a, I had a guy, I had a guy and I'm going to give him credit. A guy, a guy I used to work with named Scott Langer. And um, this is in the social media age and, you know, I could see stuff on Facebook and what they were doing, but what I, what I really liked about Scott, he, he would do all the dad stuff, you know, baseball games and this and that. And, uh, but he would also do the goofy shit with his kids and show that too. And, and you know, not just be the dad and, and not be afraid to be a, a, a goofball kid with your kid when the time calls for it too. And I always said, I wanna, I'm gonna make sure I do that and not just- To be find that balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that's, that's hard because I'm a, I'm a little kooky myself a lot of the times and always just wanna play. But they they need discipline a lot of the times too. Sure. So it's like a fine line for me. And then I find myself being too disciplinarian. I mean, I I think honestly, as someone who knows you and talk, I think just, I just think you just worry too much. I mean, 
there, there are pinnacle moments that really need deep thought. Like I remember when my daughter wanted to quit violin. That wasn't easy for us as a parent because we didn't want to be those parents to say, hey, you're going to play violin whether you like it or not. I mean, that's the Roger DeBabner school, right? And then, you know, you want them to make their own right choice. And we, we struggled on that, like for two or three days, really, um, on that. And we came to a good compromise. But, you know, those those aren't everyday moments. But you, you're like worrying every day I talk to you about shit. I mean, it's just, it's not that yeah. complicated, bro. Be you. Yep. I just don't want to. I just don't want to screw them up. That's all. I get news for you. Somebody says it's best to me. We're all gonna screw them up. Yeah. I, yep. It's I, I inevitable. A As a parent, you will screw your kids up. Yeah. One way or another. What you have to do is give them the fortitude and the skill set that one day they'll get beyond whatever you screw them up over. I, I had Listen, a funny have- moment this week. This week, so. I was in the bathroom at home, and um, I guess Carmine walked by his little brother and, and, and smacked the ball out of his hand just to be a dick, right? <laughs> and, and the baby starts crying, and I hear Marissa go, Carmine, why would you do that? So I come out of the bathroom, I go, what did he do? And Carmine just goes, it's fine, I'll just go to my room, I'm punished. <laughs> <laughs> what is going to happen? Yeah, what's going to happen when they get older? Like If you make some unpopular decisions and you think you might scar them, it's funny because they'll come back and say, hey, you know, I remember that. And you were right. <laughs> you know, it's right. like you had our best interest. And it, it's, I've seen that happen with all my kids now. It's very. This is what I can yeah. tell you is shit that you think you may be scarring them. Most of the time doesn't phase them. And sometimes the shit you do that you have no idea they're still thinking about like fucking three years, four years later is the shit that scars them. Dad, that yeah. one time you did this and you're like, what the hell yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Like I don't even recall it. It was so non-significant in my mind. So yeah. I think I think worrying about screwing them up. I, I think it's Brandy that said it to me or somebody. But we're gonna screw them up. It's it's part of parenting it's in some way. It. You make you don't have a manual. Yeah. you don't Brandy have a manual. Brandy is, is one of the best people in my life to talk to when I'm like actually struggling with things. I've spoken to her a couple of times about parenting, but she's very. Because obviously you guys are great parents. If people don't know that, if they haven't seen you, you guys are great parents. Your kids are really well-behaved. They're very respectful and really, just really great kids. Like, I love seeing them. I love being around them. And their interaction with you guys, especially in public, is is great. But, but Brandy always has a way of, like, bringing it down to, like, listen, this is everybody's issue. This isn't just you. Like, this is how life is. And you roll with the punches. Like, she, she's a good calming influence, especially to somebody like me. That, one one that, thousand like, percent, because otherwise yeah, I'd be wretched. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'd be all Roger. I would be all Roger if it wasn't for my wife. She's the sounding board that brings me to some level of normalcy or reality. Because yep. yep. you know, my daughter like, got a boyfriend now. Like, dude, I like I was melting down in the beginning. Right, See, right, right. What the fuck are you talking about? Fifteen? I don't give a shit. <laughs> You know, and you know that's that's the natural de- that's the natural coding in my DNA, right? It's not going to happen. And um, you know, you joke about it. You know, you joke about it early on, whenever. And then the day comes, and it's like, okay, this is some like serious shit, and it's not a joke anymore, right? Right. But she's my sounding board, you know. And look, there are times that we don't agree, and it doesn't happen a lot. But sometimes we're on different pages. And we will come to a happy medium that we both can live with on something. It doesn't happen a lot, but, you know, we're willing to do that. The thing is, as parents, is we respect each other's authority. Um, 
and we don't undermine each other. And I see that so often in my friends' parents. You, know, you ask me right. about friends, I would see that so often between husbands and wives, like them undermining each other, you know, and you just can't do that, man. It, it, I think I, I, that, that seems the worst. Well, especially because yeah. a kid will pick up on that real quick. All right, mom says no, dad will go say yes. A kid, right. uh, that's one thing a kid will pick up on real quick. You know, I mean, look, we all could be a little bit hypocritical, right? Especially with our kids, because we don't want them to do like we do. We want them to do better than we do, right? right. So, like, you know, the kids, especially the older girls, they're getting to the point where they can sense the hypocrisy, you know? And, like, sometimes my wife will say something and my oldest will look at me. I'm like, oh, don't look at me. I got, I got nothing to do with, with that conversation. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too, sometimes, I'm sure. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's look there's no like somebody said there's no roadmap there's no right yeah. or wrong you do the best you can that's all you do otherwise you're gonna riddle your, your brain to death thinking about shit well what i what i the way i try to put it and i think you were the one that kind of put this in my head too like we're you're teaching them the the tools on how to how to approach things in life as when they get older so i'm i'm giving them a structure for like here's how i would handle this here's how we should do and then you know, it's their job to take whatever I've given them, what nuggets they want to use later on. But we'll see. The one thing I've learned, Paul, and, and you, you're not going to have a problem in this department. Um, just spend as much time with them as you can. Yeah. You know, it doesn't got to be a stupid, absurd amount, but as much as you can, because that's, listen, I talk to my kids. I give them life lessons. Half the time, they don't want to hear it. Half the time, they're not hearing it. Right. Right. But they'll learn it by watching it. Yeah. You know, everything I learned from my dad, it was never a heart-to-heart Roger-Abe conversation, ever. I mean, yeah. literally. Um, you learned by living it. By living it, watching yep, him, exactly. watching what he did, how he did. And, you know, that's that's what molded me as a kid. So yeah. by spending time with them, you're going to inherently teach them what you want to teach them. I sure spent a lot of time. That was a them. very touching Father's Day segment right, right there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Very good. Like we did good. We did good I'm, there. I'm upset. I can't see none of the comments because have you noticed your shit's got even worse? Yeah, yeah. It's, I can't even. Uh, yeah, it's yeah mine's timed out completely now. Not, not the mama. That was a great show too. Do you guys Dinosaurs. remember that show, Dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Not the mama. Not the mama. Great show. I got my kids into that just recently because I'm sick and thank, tired of watching. Cartoons. Thank you, Paul, and all those touching moments we just had and nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> That's the first comment you put up. <laughs> thank you, Paul. <laughs> Unbelievable. We, we get we get deep sometimes on KMA. I got to bring it back to reality. What the right. show is about. <laughs> well, speaking of reality, oh, let's find out what is going on in the cigar world this week. It's time for the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Man, that is so weird that you have to tap, play audio when it goes to a commercial. I have no understanding why that. Many of our guests have mentioned that. Yep. I have yeah. no reason. I don't even see what the functionality or purpose of that is. Me neither. It's, it's, no, it's a, it's a bug. If yeah. you look it up online, it's a bug within Safari. Uh, when you're in the Safari browser with StreamYard. That's why StreamYard, I'm in we Google, always tell people Google, to use Google. I'm in a Google browser right now on my phone. On your iPhone? Yes. Okay. Well, it may yeah. just be an iPhone. An thing, iOS then. thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it might be yeah. an iOS thing, but it, it is, if you look it up, we've, cause we had this problem from the very beginning when people would join with their phones yeah. and we looked it up and, and it, it's a bug, but they just have never fixed it. It might be an Apple, like they may not be able to fix it. I don't know. Man, this is one show I'm actually going to have to go back and read every comment. I mean, I, I, There's a lot I, of great comments. Are they, are they vibing the show? I, I can't tell if we're boring people to death or not. No, it's good. Uh, what do you got, what do you got for us, Coop? Yeah, so it was a busy week. Um, in fact, I blew two laptops this week, how busy it was. So I'm on my wife's oh. laptop right now. <laughs> so that's another story. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, the replacements are coming. Um, but anyway, uh, some big items. Source item is... Uh, Rocky Patel has a cigar coming out at the trade show called Conviction. And this is something we had on Coop. I don't think it was anywhere else. So Rocky Patel every year, like for years, had this reputation of releasing like 10 or 11 cigars at the trade show. The last few years, they've kind of pared it down to like about three, three-ish, maybe four. But they pick like one signature release every year. Like two years ago, it was the 60. Last year, it was the Edge 20th. This year, it's going to be the Conviction. Um, it's being described as a, uh, a small batch project uh, with aged tobaccos um, being done by a, a select group of rollers. They're going to be using a, a San Andreas wrapper, which I think Rocky's done a great job with the San Andreas wrappers over the past few years. They're going to be aging them in the in uh, what they call tercios, which are the palm the palm le- palm bale leaves. So this, they haven't announced pricing for this yet. I'm imagining Dude, am I, this. Am I seeing a wooden coffin in the background? Are those? Are those? I don't know. It's a terrible picture. They yeah. have not. They, they kind of want to unveil it at the trade show. Yeah, there's not much they've done. So they'll talk about the show, but I think they'll unveil it at the trade show, which I think is a cool idea to do. So, okay. so yeah, it's kind of, I guess you could say it's a teaser, right? But they did provide a bunch of, Rocky actually provided a bunch of information. Um, it's also on his website, what they're talking about. I don't know what this cigar is going to be priced at, but I'm imagining this is going to be a pricey cigar. Higher end? Just higher end, yeah. I, I'm, I'm predicting it's over $20 for sure. Maybe more. But uh, but yeah, that's gonna be that should be the, the that will be the signature release at the trade show this year. I'm looking forward to because I think Rocky, when it comes to San Andreas, he's really been releasing some good blends with that. That that picture makes me think it's coming in a wooden coffin. Yeah, or some sort of a coffin type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a small batch project and all that, so it's gonna be a little more limited. So they're trying to really uh. You know, Rocky's been on a lot of this. You know, he's had a lot of success with the ALR, which is the age rare and limited. So, uh, so uh, age limited rare rather. So, you know, he's been on that kick lately. So, definitely, I'm looking forward. It's one of the cigars I'm really looking forward to at the trade show to see. Now, speaking of pricey cigars, um, Oliva has entered uh, the ultra premium game. Uh, they're releasing a cigar. They, I don't have the picture of this one. I did not get the picture from. The I, I, uh, I clipped one from somewhere. Okay, else. good. Um, yeah, the, getting a press release from Oliver is a challenge, right? But they're releasing a cigar um, that's going to be three hundred dollars, and it's a uh, Siri V Roaring Twenty Super Limited Edition. So, uh, I what's not clear is if it's the same Siri V blend or if it's a tweaked one. Um, they haven't really t- discussed much about that, but they are going to be entering that price point of $300 now. So, uh, But this is a know. gold leaf cigar. Yes, so I was just going to say, um, on the instead of being in a gold sleeve, um, they're actually going to be, it's going to actually have the gold on it, similar to what Daniel Marshall did. Yeah. Daniel Marshall was involved with the project. But it's only, it's only I think, half covered in gold. Yeah. It's half covered in gold, so it's like the bottom half of the cigar, it's a um, is covered in gold. It's kind of like a Figurado. 
Um, and uh, but yeah, it's actually using that that same process that Daniel Marshall used on his cigars too. Uh, but it's a it's a big perfecto. It's a it's almost I think it's a six by sixty perfecto. It's going to be um, and uh, small batch release, but nonetheless, they're going to get a lot of attention on it. Um, there's only there's three hundred boxes they're making it at. I don't think it will be a one and done either. I think if they move these cigars, Oliva will continue to make them. Is my feeling. They usually don't do one and done. So right. So I mean, I think it's safe to say at this point, these like insanely priced cigar point. It's a trend. It's a trend now. You know, it's a trend. Yeah. You go back a yeah, couple I, of years. There's maybe one, two, a couple one offs. But I mean, this is a trend yeah. coming into this price range. Obviously, there's some kind of market for it. Well, yeah, that, it, what happens is all it takes is for one person to be successful at it. Yeah. The second one person is successful at something and it sells in a price point, people do it. I, there was nobody making a hundred count coffin box for sale early on when Rocky came out with the, I didn't, I don't remember one. And all of a sudden, hundred count yep. coffin box became popular with other people. Yep. So it's one of those things. Yep. yep. I mean, uh, Davidoff, they, they came out with the $500 uh, or right. Blanco and then they raised it to $600. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> So, but that uh, has cultivated that consumer. Yeah. Sure. Nobody's yeah, smoking Yeah, they're a luxury brand. Yeah. hasn't cultivated anybody's dropping hundreds of hundreds and hundreds yeah. of dollars yeah. or accessories or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, will the gold warrant it? I, I don't know. It may, it may be, this may be a little more, like the Daniel Marshall stuff was not as accessible. So, you know, Leva's got much more of a distribution uh, arm to kind of move so, those too. So you know, here's my problem with this too, right? Just as a retailer, right? Daniel Marshall, you come buy a cigar. And I think I don't know if it changed, but I think his cigar was around two hundred dollars. Okay, it might have gone. It, yeah. It's been a year or two since I looked at it, but you at least get a wooden coffin, and it comes in a wooden coffin. I have one in my humidor behind. So. I'm, as a consumer, I'm going to grab one of those sticks, pay $300, and I'm as a retailer, I'm supposed to slide it in a Ziploc bag and hand you a $300 stick in a Ziploc bag with gold foil and nothing else. I mean, it just, I don't think they thought this through, and it's probably because they don't have experience in this, doing this. in doing this kind of thing. But as as a consumer, I'm looking for something special. See, see I'm like, look, I just got to a raise, a promotion, I want to buy my boss a special cigar, I, I'm going to go pay $300 and then hand it to him and what? Right. I agree. Like As the block baggie from the local brick and mortar? It just... So, it does. I mean, I, I think the play here is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the box made by Daniel Marshall as well? I believe so. But so, I, I, I mean, I think they're looking humor. They're looking for the guy who's going to spend three grand on 10 cigars by the box. And okay, so grand. now you've made it worse. You've limited it down. Some guy in, in a, wins the lottery, got bet, bet on a horse and won, might buy himself a $300 stick, you know, whatever. You know, now what did you do? Narrow it down to guys who are going to pay $3,000 for 10 cigars? Right. right. You know? And then, and, you know, I, I just, Yeah. Yeah, you know, with the little, Davidoff, the Davidoff or Blanco, that coffin is an incredible coffin, by the way. You yeah, that coffin. I mean, look, yeah. there's South Fontana, God bless his soul, used to always tell me there's an asteroid receipt. I have no problem as a retailer if you come out with a $300 cigar, right? If there's a consumers that want it and they're out of God there, buy it. As a retailer, I will get a box or two and put them out there for you. I have no problem with it. 
that's that's what a consumer wants. It's fine. But man, I gotta say, I'm disappointed in the presentation and the lack of thought it would take to say, "Hey, I would like to have a yeah. one stick for three hundred dollars." Because I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's I mean, look Daniel at Daniel Marshall. Marshall. One. Okay, they come in a humidor. It comes, comes in a humidor. A okay, it comes in a travel humidor where each cigar holds. Each cigar comes in its own coffin, or you could buy single sticks and not buy the humidor, which you get the cigar in that wooden coffin. Yeah. I just so the, I just, the the box is fourteen fifty. If you buy like the the individual cigars are like two ninety each. Yeah. is what I'm. And again, that's a, a really nice coffin you get with that, where it yes. kind of you open it up and the cigar flips up. It's, it's yes. a nice yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It's a presentation. It's a real yeah. They really they really did a good job with that. I've not yeah. smoked the gold one of that, by the way. Oh, I have so, yeah. I, I don't know how I, I package that when a consumer comes. Just you know, throw it in a black bag and here you go. It just seems right, weird. Yeah, right. I, I mean, mean listen, you and I have got a conversation about this too. How important this is for these types of projects. So there's no question. I, uh, I agree. I totally agree. When it, when, it, yeah. when it comes to something at that price, I know that part of what I'm paying for should be presentation. The cigar Absolutely. doesn't cost you know, the retailer, $150 the roll or whatever, you know, right, I, yeah. I'm paying for some part of presentation when I'm spending a hundred, 200, 300 yeah. for a cigar. That's why when Davidoff was doing those vault yeah. series and bundles, I'm like, why are we buying Davidoff's in bundles? This doesn't, I said sense. the same thing. That was my big yeah. argument with them too. It was yeah. like, it was like a cop out. Oh, we got these special cigars. We'll just, we'll bundle them up. People will buy them. Really? No, it's like, and Davidoff's some of the best packaging out there too. They do great packaging. I don't know why they would why why would they think they have to cut that corner. I think they, I think the only reason which why which once again Davidoff shouldn't have fallen into that thing is I don't think they had enough of that vault series because it was very select retailers who got in it. So to make nice exquisite packaging, but you're only going to make a hundred boxes or two hundred boxes is. Probably what they scoffed at. Yep. What else you got going on, Coop? Um, there were a couple of stories around trademarks this week. So, mm. um, first thing is the Premium Cigar Association issued a statement as far as good practices around trademarks and trade dress. And this stemmed from a, uh, a court decision involving Jack Daniels winning a, uh, a court case over um, a company called some company that was using uh, a parody of Jack Daniels called Bad Spaniels, and uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It, this had to do with this, uh, somebody in the cigar industry. Well, what happened is after that court case, the PCA issued a statement on this, saying, "Hey, look, this is what happened with Jack Daniels." But the if court case has nothing to do with anybody from the cigar industry. Not yet. I have a second one that does. Okay, well, so, so tell me what, what what did they steal? What did they use from Jack Daniels? They used basically the Jack Daniels logo on a uh, a series of dog toys called uh, Bad Spaniels. And it oh. had similar it had similar things to Jack Daniels. Um, it went to the Supreme Court actually, and the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Jack Daniels on this. So right after that decision, the PCA went and issued a statement saying, "Hey, look, we got you guys should be cognizant of this. That if it went to the Supreme Court for, for Jack Daniels." It could happen to you guys too. So they issued kind of a statement, kind of a warning. I don't think they're going to enforce anything right now with it, but they did take a position and they made some awareness that this is going on. Because oh. we've you seen this enforce, a lot. You mean enforce anything? The PCA enforcing anything, or 
Yeah, the PC. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna. I don't see. Paul, it. Yeah. can you can you grab that bad spaniels real quick? I mean, that's a total. That's a total. What could the PCA? What could the PCA enforce? What they? I mean, the only thing they could do is say you can't display it. Maybe at a trade show, right? Or there's only you know, one. I, I think there's only one or two culprits in our industry who do that. Really? Yeah, and, and we yeah we there's there's it's a it's not as big as a problem as maybe the child marketing stuff is, which I still think is a problem. But it, it is something I've seen. Look, we've seen companies. We saw Alec Bradley do it with the Dojo cigar. On the oh Dojo wow! Chico. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a total steal. It's a total ripoff. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. yeah. Jack Daniels is notorious for protecting their brand, though. We had a. Uh, we had a shirt when I worked at the minor league baseball team. We, we had somebody designed shirts that one was like, looked like the Heineken logo, but it said Long Island Ducks and everything Ducks. And one looked like Jack Daniels and it's a Ducks, you know, number three for Buddy Harrelson, all that stuff. Uh, within a month of it being on the shelves at their store and this tiny little minor league baseball team, we had a cease and desist letter from both companies. So... I don't know how they found it. I mean, it was online too, so maybe that's how they found it. But they—that's you know—to protect their brand, they they have buildings of lawyers looking for this stuff. But that is just a blatant ripoff. But we've seen stuff like that from people in the cigar industry. Yes. Well, look, it happened with Alec Bradley and Dojo and the the Topo Chico stuff, and Coca Cola sent them a cease and desist. So, oh, did that, they really? I didn't know that. I didn't know, I didn't that. know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. I—that was the first it, thing I thought when that one came out. I swear yep. to God, I was like, "How are they?" Well, I mean, look, when you're doing a limited run of something, right? What can they do? They could go it after you. Something. They could yeah. go. They could technically go after them for the profits, but the profits of what? Three hundred bundles. Yeah. yeah, and they got like a warning, basically, not to do it again. Kind of is what they agreed, and um, the, the product was already sold at that point. Um, but you know, a lot of people say, "Well, they use the parody reason," but this court case showed you can't necessarily do a parody. Is what this this was a pretty landmark decision that's gonna probably have a lot of effects now going forward on things like parody stuff. I mean, there's a new vendor at the BCA this year who basically does probably over a dozen, if not twenty, of these kind of things a year in the cigar industry. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see what happens. Exactly. Yep. That now, kind of rolls another... right into the next one, right, Coop? Yeah, so this one, yeah, this is another one. It's a little different, this trademark thing, but it's still trademark issue. I'll give the guys at half credit. They did break this story, but I kind of followed up a lot on it afterwards. So Drew Estate is suing Deadwood Tobacco, owner of Deadwood Tobacco Company, over unauthorized use of the Deadwood name. So this is a little complicated, but I'll kind of try to distill this. And that's the Drew Estate product we're showing here. Um, when Drew Estate originally made these cigars, these Deadwood cigars, they were originally for Deadwood tobacco in um, South Dakota. And then what happened is they took it national and they got a license to basically exclusively use that name. And they started uh, using, you know, they started marketing it and they had a lot of success with it. In the interim, the person who owned Deadwood tobacco sold it to someone else. And then the new owners of Deadwood tobacco started uh, releasing cigars under the Deadwood name. And, um, that so Drew State's saying you can't do that. We own the exclusive license for that. So in that lawsuit, the former owner of Deadwood that gave them the license is actually a part of that lawsuit against the new owners, which is kind of interesting. Huh. And this kind of all hit ahead this week. She made the arrangement with Drew Estate, and she wants to be the way she wanted it. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, it's, she's making a lot of money off that, right? She's making a lot of money off that license. I'm assuming. <laughs> 
Um, but this kind of hit ahead this week because, again, this kind of was on the Halfwell site. They reviewed a, one of those Deadwood cigars called Chasing the Dragon. And I guess Chasing the Dragon has drug connotations with that. And yeah. a lot of feedback I saw on after that review is like, well, what's Drew Estate doing here? It wasn't Drew Estate that actually was making that cigar. Um, the cigar was actually being made by CLE and distributed by CLE. Um, and since then, Christian's come out and said they're renaming the cigar now under an asylum name. So, But that was something where there's brand confusion. Like people saw that Deadwood chasing the dragon, and they assumed it was a Drew Estate cigar because Deadwood's very associated with Drew Estate. So that that's a real problem. And this thing's going apparently to court. I mean, this is no one's backing down right now off this. Wow. So it's a definite, uh, you know, interesting thing. What else you got going on, Coop? Uh, one last story. Um, we're talking about fathers. We'll talk a little about grandfathers here. Nick Malone from Foundation Cigar Company has two new Charter Oak cigars coming out. Uh, one is called Pegnataro, uh, which is that um, on the right side, which is the Connecticut Shade offering in Charter Oak. The other is called Pasquale, which is Connecticut Broadleaf um, offering. These are going to be more limited Charter Oaks, a little higher price point than the basic Charter Oaks at $13. And these cigars are going to be unveiling at the trade show. He named these cigars for his grandfathers. Uh, supposedly the Pegnataro uh, grandfather liked the Connecticut Shade. And the Pasquale liked the Connecticut Broadleaf. So um, some new stuff from Nick Malolo is going to be hitting the trade show. I think he'll have more stuff, too. I don't think that's We haven't be. heard from him much lately. I, I really Cooper, haven't seen Fox much press? Um, They are – I don't – I think they're maybe slightly box press. I'm looking to see. Yeah, they look um, like they're soft box press. They may be so oh, impressed. Yeah. Look at Paul. They're five and a half by 48. I was just yeah. going to say that. Huh? Look at Paul. Pasquale. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the Hawaii bill. The Hawaii bill? Um, oh. Yeah, I I, I haven't. Because everything going on. The Hawaii bill is something that's interesting. I guess there was a law passed in Hawaii that um you have to have, in order to sell your cigar to someone in Hawaii, you got to have a tobacco license there. The receiver what, in Hawaii does. The, the receiver a in Hawaii does. Right. So what that means is that someone can't like someone can't go order a cigar on the internet. So um a lot of the uh, internet what companies that, I mean, what that means too is you can't as a person even ship cigars to your buddy in Hawaii. Yep. Yep. So it's not just made for retailers. Yeah. Anybody anybody shipping tobacco to Hawaii is opens himself up for even a, if you're not selling them. If you just ship them as a gift, can't send tobacco to Hawaii. Wow. So, so Hawaii's tough, say, man. That, yeah. Does that, I was escape because I've heard of some companies not doing already. Is smoking going to fall into that? I'm assuming yes. We probably will. I have two, 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 actually two different legal counsels looking because there is some ambiguity about the law. Uh huh. Um, uh, and there may be something that you could argue. No, Kent, uh, 10,000 wasn't the limit, Kent. If someone wants to put up Kent's uh comment, it's over 10,000, it becomes a felony. Below 10,000, it's a misdemeanor, which their misdemeanor from the, from the first. Uh, hang on. I might have... Some people might be interested in this. 
I think I have the one of the responses from one of the attorneys. No, it was here. But um, the misdemeanor is is you could get time, from what I understand. It was on my desk. You um, could have jail. You could get jail time. Yeah. Wow. Who gets the jail time? The person buying them or the person selling them? Shipping. Okay. So shipping. Uh, so. But I guess another option, I'm not saying this is an ideal option, is that a wholesaler could buy these, right, and sell them that way. A wholesaler could. But that's going to jack the prices up, yeah, when that happens. A wholesaler, or, or, or as a consumer, you can go out and get a wholesale license, you know, right. um, and technically continue to buy. I don't know what their specifications are, but there, there, is, some, there is some technicality in the way it's worded. I, I, I think this is similar to the legislation that passed in Maryland about 15 years ago. Yeah. That they stopped shipping to Maryland for th three months because they, when they passed the law, they didn't really realize what the ramifications was and how it was going to work out. And then three months later, they kind of redid it. I talked with Glenn Loop, and they, well, I tried to send him smoking. He's eight years old, yeah. So, um, and and based on them trying to pass legislation like that, maybe it's not a mistake, but they are trying. What, but what I don't understand is, is that you can ship small cigars. And cigarettes into Hawaii. Under the current law, you can ship small cigars. There it is. I, I knew there was some jail time. I couldn't find my thing, Sarge. Yeah, you could go up to one year in jail. And that's, that's so you, William Cooper, if you sent your friend cigars in Hawaii, there's a fine that you could be applied to, and you could go up to jail for up to one year. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how this is gonna this is gonna yeah. fall. Yeah, definitely gonna be interesting on that. Um, you know, we have a situation. We took uh, some pre-orders for Ragashi, so people had technically paid deposits, and there's a certain number of people who ordered it in Hawaii. And I don't know what we're gonna do between now and December, when we when or November when the cigars come. I, I what mean, the situation I, will be there? I mean, worst case scenario, we refund them their deposit. Right. You know, or, or or they reroute the shipping somewhere where they can get it shipped, and you know they know someone will take on the burden of getting it to them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris, who's Saka's guy in Hawaii, obviously this could really affect him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the one that brought it to my attention in comments yesterday. Actually, I saw him posting saying that the, the a new law had I, passed. I was wondering how much the PCA was going to fight this. I was actually wondering, Abe. Is it, is it, we, I talked to Glenn. Glenn. Does it I talk, sound I like they're to gonna Glenn. fight it? I talked to Glenn Loop. They're working on some legislation and trying to change the legislation. They are. Okay. So, but you know how that goes. Yeah. They're, no. Exactly. It's hard to change legislation once it's approved. Well, that's gonna kind of wrap it up. We kind of went a little bit over. I think Alex probably had to run. Yeah. No, uh, he's having issues with his with his phone. His phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of wraps up episode number. Oh. Oh. oh, oh. Oh, we're back oh, up. Oh, you just got back. Look at that. He might he might he might have went to go fix the internet. Let me get off this. Uh, uh, I'm dying. I'm I'm taking it outside. Maybe outdoors will internet's up. Huh, it is? Yeah. Yeah, he's back on his computer. But, but stay on. We're we're checking out anyway. Um we're gonna be back next week. Five hundredth episode live from Boynton Beach. If you're in the area, yep. come have some mimosas. Bloody Mary's with us. We're going to kick it off early at 10 a.m. here in Boynton Beach, our HQ in Boynton Beach. Please join us. Um, hopefully the internet works. Hopefully the internet works. 
we're going to uh, close up the fire, the, the uh, tail of the tape next week, right? That's the yes. number one. Yeah. And uh, yep. good stuff. A lot of fun. Rafael Nodal, Fred Rui. Happy Father's Day, everyone out there, man. Relax. Have a good weekend. Until next week, everybody, keep it lit.